Good evening, everyone, and welcome. We are Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we have... I'm Andrew, uh, playing Grizz tonight. You can also catch me on Sundays at my home channel, Easy to Spell. We're over on YouTube. Uh, Come check us out. Excited. Awesome. And switching up the order at the last minute. Forgot we're not playing PvP. Hi, I'm a shrimp filled wig i'm megan and uh i'm playing saride landier the eldrin glamour bard hey y'all uh this is maz playing talroth oakenblade the wood elf scout and this is carlos playing thosen fahrenheit the half-orc tiefling forge cleric awesome thosen uh are you how is um how is junk drawer show going you guys up to anything Currently, or oh. are you guys on hiatus at the moment? No, we actually, we're, we've been playing, we've had to skip a couple of weeks for either mental health reasons or like life and of adulting course. and the fact that one of us lives in Denver and the other one is the rest of us in Florida and all that shit. Yeah. But um, no, they're going great. Uh, actually, in our storyline, we're trying to stop Ragnarok. So that's fun. Um, Fock lost his eye. He got it ripped out. Oh. So that's also fun. But he got proposed to by his boyfriend. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, if you want to know how the wedding goes and if we survive, check us out. Uh, and you can see us at any platform and everything at thejunkdrawershow.com. That will send you to our link tree. And it is the easiest way to find all of our media platforms, such as YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, all that jazz. So, yeah, check us out at thejunkdrawershow.com. Very, very cool. Um, also, would like to. Uh, Congratulate all of our PvP players. Uh, you guys had an amazing weekend. Um, the Hands, which Megan was a part of, uh, made it to second place. So they're gonna they're gonna get the silver. Um, unfortunately, Vaden, right here, Andrew. You guys were just out of third. Made it uh, made it to fourth, but you guys were first place regular season. Um, absolutely fantastic. So just thank everybody that uh, watched and participated and, and continues to hang out with us. Uh, more of that will be coming soon, but uh, but not right now. Not right now. Um, Megan, do you want to tell us about Norse Foundry? Boy, do I! <laughs> um, so Norse Foundry, um, they're an excellent maker of metal dice, gemstone dice, uh, dice boxes. They yeah, they provided the um, the boulder dice as uh, prizes for PvP. I'm very excited to get my my silver one and start knocking people unconscious with it. If you go to norsefoundry.com you can find all of their stuff and if you use our promo code REPRPG, you get 15% off of your order, which trust me is no small um, pickings. Um, All of their stuff is phenomenal. They have opal dice. Remember to give those to someone else. It's unlucky to buy your own. Um, I would also like to remind people that I have yet to receive a set. If you want my address, I'll be happy to give it to you. So, um, yeah, uh, NorseFoundry.com, promo code REPRPG. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got you a wonderful set from there for your birthday. Do you even have them nearby? Yes, I do. It's hard for me to push to talk and uh, do what I need to do. I apologize. Oh, you're good. I'm teasing you. They're watermelon jade. Jade is a uh, good sign, a sign of good luck. That was a test. Very, that was very a pretty. test. <laughs> and you passed. Yeah, yeah and, I, 
I know I did. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're seriously gorgeous. They're seriously gorgeous. Yes. Well, all of their stuff is absolutely fantastic. And these were the ones that Megan got me from Norse Foundry, actually. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. All right, guys. Well, I think that is all of our uh, announcements at the moment. Tomorrow night, we've got Borderlands. We're doing more Malifaux. I don't know what's happening after that. We're going to find out. It's going to be exciting. We're going to, it's a journey. We're going to go on a journey together. And that's what we're going to do right now, too. So, let me get a little music going. Oh, it is. It's just very quiet. So, yeah, that happened. Here we go. So our adventure takes place in the lands of Lickdrocht. They are lands of myth and legend, and here in the western portion of the continent, they very much live up to their name. They are the lands of dragons. Our heroes, have the archivists, have ventured down a great river away from the Black King, whom they woke from his uh, centuries-long slumber. A, a dwarven sire of old, uh, looking to replace his, uh, reclaim his place for his people. Uh, they have traveled to the city of Cardian, a town of arcane tradition, of ancient elven and sylvan magics, the only city in Western Lichdracht which has the power to forbid true draconic form from entering its walls. Every morning, the chiming of the seven bells uh, rings throughout the city and re-empowers those mystical wards. Our heroes have ventured here for personal and for uh, informational reasons as well, as Tauroth has spent a bit of time uh, following the Black King's divinations to Cairdian in search of his brother. In addition, it has been surmised by the archivist and by the Lord of the House of Shields that uh, dragons that they have angered in repairing the Black Kingdom are potentially coming to seek revenge. And it was dragons that so long ago had threatened this tremendous kingdom of dwarves and giants enough that they sealed away their immortal lord in the hopes of protecting him. So information on uh, dragons, on family, these are great importance. However, there is something a little more immediate that takes our friend's attention this exact moment. Having met with one of the Black King's scouts, Grizz, they learned of an enclave of mind flayers, arcanist mind flayers, a unique breed cast out from their hive mind. And having pursued them through oddly familiar sewers beneath the city of Cardian. They found their domain, their base of operations, or at least one of them. And there they have rescued one and a portion 
of uh, of their victims. Uh, Erethil, I believe, was our completely whole uh, friend whose brain had been but nibbled upon uh, ever so gently. And unfortunately for Frederick, he has been made into a brain in a jar. Um, hopes of uh, putting him back into a body lie purely within the uh, Cardian United University. As those mind flayers are not in this home at the moment, our heroes have the chance to pursue them into the heart of the city, to this Ivy League College of Magical Academia, and perhaps spare some other students such dangers and horrors. Now, guys, um, last week we had Grizz and Saride here. You guys have Frederick and uh, Arathil to... Um, what would you like to do with them? Would you like to take them with you? Would you like to return them uh, to their frat house? Would you like to um, attempt to keep them safe at at the the little empire where you guys have um, taken up residence for now? Is um, or or some other grand design with them specifically? I didn't want to take them with us. Oh, you wanted to leave them in the mind flare hole? Oh, no, no, no. Like, take them with us, but I didn't want to bring them with us on this next part. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I like get either hole them up somewhere safe till we deal with the uh, Arcanists or get them back to the university. But Or a hospital? Is there a hospital? a hospital? Well, the university would be... Probably no, the university is just going to tell them they're pregnant. That's it. That's what every good university clinic does. I send ibuprofen. <laughs> um, so, so there is a hospital you know of. Uh, that is, that is a pretty good hospital. That's where Screebers was uh, was cared for. You you can take them there, and 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 we know there's a plethora of food waiting. Yes. Yeah. At least a baked Alaska. You still have to explain to us what an Alaska is, I think. Oh, right. Alaska. There's a great ice beast called Al, and uh, it was once famed for answering uh, riddles and questions, but it was sort of uh, became a um, like a turn of phrase for the far northwestern reaches of Lake Dracht. It was Alaska. Um, so they were going to ask Al and they're like, well, so, and that's why they're normally in sort of a, um, like a birdish shape, kind of a big turtle shell of like fruits and things. So yeah, that is the Alaska. So recovering a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's right. Try me. I just did. Yeah, I and I lost. Fuck <laughs> uh, around and find out. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I'll, I had I'll, this I'll thought. Message. I'm sorry. I'm going to pause this for a moment. I'm so sorry. I had this thought because the donations for the games in PvP went so well, and people love to participate, and and I love that too. And we have these channel points and things. And I was thinking, like, how can we do something with this? I was like, I bet if if for some amount, like a dollar or the thousand channel points or whatever, I was just like, all right, just give me a word, and I'll find a place to stick that stupid ass word in here somewhere. I I can only imagine. I thought you were going to say, like, name an NPC or something like that. that like, that feels... I mean, he just did, <laughs> essentially. Potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't guarantee I can do that all the time. But but I was like, oh, I bet people would really like that. I bet people would love that. Um, anyway, please proceed, Sarite. I'm sorry for interrupting you. It's fine. Um, I'll message uh, those in to get tower off and meet us wherever it is we're going. Well, if you're taking them to the hospital, you have a good chance of running into Thosin. You know that Thosin was planning on stopping by to check on Screebers today. Who know that? Yeah. Absolutely. See, look at that. We're just bringing it back around. And uh, Talroth has been uh, a little MIA, um, but he does check in with Screebers every once in a while. If he's not there by happenstance, you can always message him, but uh, you, you figure Thosin at the very least will will probably be there. To the hospital. To the hospital it is. So, uh, as you guys are making your way into the to the Caradian Hospital, um, there it is definitely larger and, and more involved than what. Um, most city hospitals in in Lictrot or in the Republic of the Black Gem are, you know, healing magics being a lot of times the purview of um, religious figures or naturalists, um, people along those lines. You're you're often seeking healing from, you know, druids and clerics and things like that, and so it is one of those services that um, religious figures can ply uh in, in smaller towns this is a relatively unique um hospital it, it would be a little closer to what we think of in the modern sense but that is in part because it is a um like surgical research center as well and and it it does get funding from the school a lot of and, and there are healing magics that are applied here as well. Um, but it looks to um, finding applications uh, for magics to, to cure diseases that have proven resistant to restora- uh, restoration spells. Those of you that are familiar, actually, go ahead um, and roll me a history check. Um, Thosin, you have advantage on this, and the rest of you do not. So just a history check. Is it on healing? Um, yes. Uh, you can take medicine. You can roll medicine if you'd like. And I don't have advantage. Why? You're not from the Republic. Okay. <laughs> well played. <laughs> nah. Do you want us to go in order? 
yes, please, Chris. Eleven. Twenty-four history. Okay. Oh, should I roll on this one too? It, it are, if you are there, you are welcome to. If not, yeah, uh, we, we'll skip you for now. You're right, Talroth. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Thosin. Nineteen history. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Thosin, you you're a little more familiar with the stories of it. They some of those stories did reach um, the Feywild. Uh, it was more uh, rumored. Uh, a rumor or a story told among those of the Winter Court, uh, Saride, but from Thosin, you know, historically, there are certain diseases. Um, usually, they're magically influenced. There was very specifically a nasty um, spore uh, that had um, haunted the, the Underdark beneath the Republic of the Black Gem that, that could not be cured purely through um through magic uh, at least no at least magic up to a sixth level which is about the border right um you, you gotta think like cantrips first level spells these are fairly common um when you get to like sixth level you're, you're like oh like there's one dude in a city usually that does that and beyond that it, it's like unless it's a place like this unless it's a place where people congregate right um and you would know some of those rumors too um that in this world curative magics especially when it comes to poisons and diseases are constantly having to be updated um, improved upon to maintain their effectiveness. And so that is one of the pursuits of, of this, along with um, finding non-magical uh, applications of, of medicine and improving those efforts as well. You would do this to me. It would be me that knows about these spores. Uh, well, I mean, yes, you as a player, but uh, you are the only character from the Republic right now. With Olarun gone, you are our link to the past, my friend. So, cool. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I would openly share all this information, by the way. Like, whoever asked, I would tell. For any of you curious at home, uh, Carlos's first character in Disasters and Danger was um, fell ill and and ultimately taken uh, by those spores in a battle with Zuktmoy. That was a very emotional episode. <laughs> it was. It. Oh God, I sobbed in my living room. I wasn't playing that night. I was just standing there screaming at the TV. But uh, okay, cool. Okay. So, um, yeah, you, it, it is a little odd, right? This type of hospital, but you guys get in there as you come walking in, um, there's a reception area and one, a, um, a halfling hospitaler, uh, sort of, sort of comes over. Hey, what, um, what do you have there? Oh my, what is that? Uh, this is your next patient. So hopefully you can uh, do this. Um, uh, yeah. Um, His name's Frederick. He's very nice. Say hi, Frederick. Hello, I'm Frederick. 
All right, that's a little loud. I appreciate that. And you see a bunch of people uh, sort of sort of wince a little bit as as the the psychic emanations of of Frederick um, are are a little more broadcast, uh, a little more shotgun, right? Then um, <laughs> I, I, I keep wondering why you're. I was like, do you need attention? Oh, you're trying to get it to focus on you. I I told I, I it worked for me, but um, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, um, uh, wow, uh, c- could I get some help over here, p- please? And, uh, behind the desk, there's definitely a, a receptionist. She's, she's older, she's seen everything, and she's, <sighs> all right, what is, uh-huh, uh, <laughs> and, and she'll, You'll sort of hear this uh, this thaumaturgy announcement over over the um, throughout the place, and it it just kind of goes. Could we have every specialist in the hospital just make their way to the lobby, please, for a non-emergency emergency, just just as soon as possible. Um, if you guys could just take a, have a seat right over there, we'll, we'll be, we'll be with you in just a, just a moment. Sounds good. Thanks. Uh, um, uh, and he sort of wanders around desperately trying to, to figure out what to do with, with the brain in the jar. Minutes pass and, and, you know, a variety of specialists come, come to the lobby and um, there, it's it's a repeat frequently, and and we'll do sort of a smash cut of all of them. You know, coming in, what what seems to be the problem? Oh, oh, no, that's not my special. Like the podiatrist shows up first, right? Like he he gets there and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm here. Let's get rid of those corns." And oh, never mind. I've actually. Sorry to any podiatrists in the audience. I'm I'm sure there are far more important things than than like corns that they deal with. I I know that. Um, I just I am an idiot. So there you go. I know. I appreciate that. But when it comes to podiatry, I I rank in the ignorant side of things. Um. Are you? Uh, eventually, they do get uh, a couple of doctors that are one intrigued and two. Um, willing to to try to figure out what is what is going on um with them and uh they take frederick back a couple of people or uh erithil take erithil back to kind of look over his his wound um and eventually one of them comes back um and is gonna uh no i am Agnest Hedul, I've been looking over your friend. The, um, the mark on his forehead is very distinct. There's a, um, dual piercing to it. It is something that run across intermittent past few months. I was hoping I could ask you all 
questions for that as to what you know of this particular type of and, and perhaps you could fill in some of the blanks um, of Erethil as we are attempting to help him bro as it were absolutely I'd like to make an insight check yeah please do Can I fortune's favorite? That's a nine. A nine? Okay. Uh, he's creepy. Hedjul is is creepy, for for sure. But it's kind of all you got. Okay. Right. Yeah. Whatever questions um, you've got, I'd be happy to answer. Um. <clears throat> We had attempted to ask him about how come to, to receive the wound. Um, the details he could provide us were rather sparse. As it were, something about a redhead and blackness and tentacles. And aside from that, these um, light details. We have had a, a few individuals. Um, three specifically, over the past nine months, arrive here um, in states of unlife, um, but their brain completely moved. Also with much of their skull, usually. But I have seen a few of these, the, the lower portion of the wound. I didn't know if you all, when you had found Erethil, Frederick, come across any evidence as to what these creatures or beings might be? No, uh, nothing was there when we found them. And uh, he gave us the same story, redhead, darkness, tentacles. We just assumed it was a, you know, a hookup gone wrong. College has very much changed since... I wouldn't know. I never went to college, so if it wasn't like that when you're there, then yeah, I suppose it's changed. Um, I think personally, I don't. Never mind. I'm gonna. Chris kind of catches the hint that Srid's yeah, not she's, telling him she's, everything. She's gonna just look at him and kind of bat her eyes in a very pointed, as non-pointed way as she can. Mm-hmm. You know, not the southern mom. Shut the fuck up, we're in church face. Something a little subtler. I, um... That is unfortunate. I, um... Please be careful. Wherever your travels may take you, there is... I, I, I can't speak to it for certain, but I would say that there is no good option of man or beast or monstrosity that would defile a person's brain in such a way. Um, if you do remember anything, please, uh, you can find me in most days. Um, I will be getting back um, to Erethil and eventually Frederick, although um, I have to be honest, 
just, I don't know what medicine can do for him. Perhaps need a maker or some form of bullion. Um, arcanist or artificer, something to, to replace those lost limbs, but ultimately I do fear whatever solution he's in. It's perhaps it's keeping him alive? Uh, one could even call it that. Most disturbing. Yeah, my, my first impression is that uh, Aerithel's got enough room up there for an extra brain, so maybe mm. just cram both into one. That's a uh, Make up the difference, as it were. I don't disagree, but I think there are some, well, you know, laws of nature that, um, that probably be respected. So, um, or at the very least, ethics. I was going to just leave it to the doctor, man, but. Yeah, ethics, sure. DM question. Yes. Would I feel if Thosin is confident enough to at least create the parts that an artificer would have to magically imbued and whatnot to assist in any way? Um, you you potentially can, could. Can he make the Krang body? Um so the so the creation of the vessel, the creation of the physical body. I, is not the most difficult part. Um, I'll take Arcana or History. Those in again at advantage because this is your your specialty. Um, no Talroth unless you've snuck in, which we would never know. So, well, that's a natural one and a nine, so we're gonna go with fourteen. Okay. Uh, Saride, did you make the make the roll? You don't have to if you don't want to. It was just a question. No? Okay. Um, so, you've seen golems uh, before. Uh, you've fought at least one of them, right? And they're, I wouldn't say commonplace, but constructs that, that move are known for sure, right? Um... The creation of the statue or the suit of armor or the the vessel, as it were, is not beyond your means. Um, that is simple craftsmanship. However, there is a step from raw materials to the the semi-sentience of of golems and of the, the full sentience of, of Warforged and everything in between. That is... Um, that is not known to you. Uh, you your recent acquisition and, and creation of your... of the Forging Hammer has given you some... a, a peek into that insight. But as to making something that would be permanent... You know that there are magical manuals that impart that knowledge. Um, there's literally books called Manual of Gollum. And I believe they're like very rare to... I don't think they're legendary. Maybe the rarest one is legendary, right? Um, but it, it is a requirement that you you have learned that from, um, 
from one of these deep sources. There, there's a, uh, a step a step of necromancy or divination or or like there's something in between. Get the parts and make it walk and talk. So it's a little out of my wheelhouse. It's kind of like I'm in sixth grade algebra and this is like college level trig. Right. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm so sorry, Doctor. Did we get your name? Uh, Arcanist Hedule. Hedule. Th- uh, thank you very much. Yes. I think uh, I think then we're going to let you get back to your patients. Much appreciated. Uh, if you think of anything, please. Otherwise, do be careful. This is a, a disturbing amount of violence. And he will make his leave. When we... On our way out, she's going to stop by the receptionist desk. Uh-huh. Um, ma'am, excuse me. Yes. Um, Arcanist Hedgel, how long has he been here? Ooh, four or five years. Has he... Has he seemed different lately at all? Hedgel is a pretty, um isolated individual. Not a lot of the other doctors have enjoyed um, working with him. He eschews magic in most instances, although when he is called upon to perform um, magical feats, he ranks among the most skilled in the entirety of the, of the hospital. He's also a little creepy. He speaks very quietly and very close, and it's very unsettling. Um, But I will say, in all of his time here, he's only lost a handful of patients. Um, Less than than ten. It's very good. Uh, He's also very aware of it and does not mind telling anyone exactly how good he is but um but if you're worried about your um friend um i i don't know that there's anyone in the city that would do better um i i mean i would if it were me i'd be looking for a miracle worker but as far as medicine goes, he's probably the best option. He's, he's done some, a lot of head um, surgeries and repair. Really? Would you say that that's his specialty then? Um, primarily? He do, well, not, I mean, it's rare. We don't get a lot of, definitely don't get a lot of brains in jars. Um, but yeah, people that have head injuries are, are, um, he always wants to be a part of it. Interesting. All right. Uh, Thank you uh, very much. Of course. You guys start to make your way out of the, um, hospital. If you haven't run into Talroth by now, you should probably send him a, uh, uh, ascending. 
Oh, that's me. Yes, I should probably set up a message. Um, <laughs> where are we meeting at uh, before I message him? Where were we going to find them? Is oh, the center were, of town? Center town. Where they were going towards? You had the name. It was a a girl, somebody's daughter. Yep. So probably meet there. <laughs> yep. Uh, As Megan skims through her notes, flying through. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll just tell him to meet at so and so's daughter's place. How about that? Will he know? Uh, I'm assuming he'll know what this is. I mean, it's not because it's not so and so's daughter's place. Like it's it's a part. I'm trying to remember, this guy is like the. He's a professor, or he's head of the college. He's a professor. Something like that. He is he's a professor. A professor. So she's we're a meeting student. At, we said right. Like yes. that's. Yeah, um, but she's missing. So should we meet up on the quad? That yeah, something people say. Yeah, let's go play some frisbee golf. What What's... makes frisbee ultimate? Magic. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> On fire. Um. Okay, so just tell him to meet up. What the fuck is a quad? A really good it's question. The, Again, I never went to college, so it's it's the part where the four sections meet. There's a big grassy knoll in front of the buildings, normally in front of the library. You'll be able to find it. it's a large patch of green. Got it. Okay, uh, I will okay. send uh, sending to Talroth saying, "Hey, uh, left the hospital. Meet up at the quad, which is." Grassy knoll in the middle of what was it? Like four buildings. Hopefully, you know what this is. Response will come in. Yeah, sure. I'll meet, I'll meet you there soon. Just finishing up with Scrapers. A lot of food got delivered. Pretty good food, too. Oh, I can't reply to you. Otherwise, I have to burn another spell slot, but I want food. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to. Oh, tell We have food. We have food. Help. If you want some, there's just she just opens up the bag and starts pulling out. No, but not right now. Food. Not right now. Okay. okay I'll okay. take some of that. Let's uh, wait. Yeah, he'll meet us there. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> Closes it. No. Not for you. I'm all right. Fine. Fine. This is obviously a sensitive topic, so if you pay for it, you can have some. Benedict was gonna pay for it. Now, who the hell's Benedict? Uh, Where the hell did you come from? (laughs) Well, I said I was in the hospital with with Scribas, and I saw you guys walking out, just kind of standing there, just kind of yelling something about this guy named Benedict. Uh, uh, Benedict. And Chris whistles. I'm not going to do that into a microphone because I'm not a total jerk. (laughs) Uh, Whistles, and Benedict comes just around the corner where he's going to take him into the hospital. This is Benedict. Please. Good lad. 
Oh, ain't you an adorable little bastard? <laughs> what are we seeing? What is this? I say, um, a giant cave badger that stands taller than me as a dwarf. Uh, I'm about level with his shoulder. Let's comes out. let's take the moment to uh, we can describe Benedict, Grizz, Tauroth, and uh, Anthos, and let's describe everybody. So, Do yeah, so Benedict is probably a good three and a half, four foot tall, kind of brown spotted cave badger. Uh, Grizz is a slightly shorter, uh, stocky, tightly beard, uh, tightly braided, bearded dwarf with uh, a stubby mohawk, uh, sleeveless leather jerkin, uh, bracers, and kind of a thick cloak and a big old backpack. Uh, he has a what looks like a cook's knife strapped to his chest. Um, and yeah, he's my dwarven ra- Grizz the Dwarven Ranger. All right, Talroth? Well, Talroth, at least right now, instead of just the normal armor that he'd be wearing, uh, thanks to the glamoured effect of it, it does match up a little closer to what some of the other citizens in town would look like, whether it's like a set of robes or something to kind of blend in a little more. But yeah, about five, six, uh, very long chestnut hair, only braided in two braids, one around his neck and the other just kind of hanging down. A pair, like a long sword strapped to his belt, more like a saber, but everyone else would know that he has a short sword that goes with it. That one is kind of tucked up under his back, a little more hidden out of the way right now. So just showing only the one sword. But also kind of very tan skin, uh, wood elf, the long ears. Oh, it's me. It is you. Oh, yeah, cool. Uh, so, Thosin, you see at first glance, you think you see a half-orc, and then you realize he has horns and a tail. So, uh, he is a half-orc uh, tiefling, actually, so he's more tiefling than anything. Um, he has green skin, big ram horns, that not ram horns, but the horns that go up and back. Um, he's, like, mid to late 40s. Now it's completely gray, almost white hair. Um, you'll notice that the entire... Fuck, what side? There? Oh, the entire right, right side, side of his body... Thank you. <laughs> I forgot my own character. Uh, the entire right side of his body is burned, scarred. Um, the whole side, uh, he's in full adamantine armor, a uh, full plate with, you'll see, a anvil um, on the chest plate. Uh, and a... Mace. I'm assuming the same. The mace looks the same, right? It just has the features now of the phoenix mace. How do you want it to look? Yeah. So it's a. So it's an obsidian mace, uh, with the part that hits, and then with the handle. Um, not too too flashy, but the obsidian is the part that stands out the most. Um, yeah, he's about six three. Pretty six he's, four. Six four. He's a, he's a beefling. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. Um, and. Uh, you see him and Sarite are very, very close. Yeah, I could do the I can do the Thosin descriptor in like five minutes. It's fine. I mean, I should have just had you do it. Like, <laughs> remind me what my character looks like. But yeah, Talroth would have just he he probably wouldn't leave in the hospital anyway with just a little bit of the food when the sending came in. Stepping out would have seen everybody talk and just strolled right up. But yeah, especially seeing uh, Benedict now, 
before he goes talking to the badger, it's like, oh, uh, sorry about that, Grizz. Grizz, you said, right? And just extend my hand for a handshake. It reaches up. Uh, it is. Uh, you said it was Tauroth? Yes. Yep. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, are you going to help us kill some uh, mind flares? Is that... Uh, some mind what? Flares. That's a, you know, flay mind squiddly. This is your first time hearing about it. Yeah, that's a... Uh, I think Treasure told me about these the other day, uh, or... No, was it the other day? I, I don't remember. It's yeah, it, the, it's been she found out about them hours ago. So, but you're yep, you're right. welcome. You're welcome to uh, have already had another discussion on mind flares. Just wanted to keep the timeline little little clear. Please continue. Cool. Thank you. Uh, mind flares. Um, ain't those ain't those things that kind of like the little spider things? They're. I think significantly learned they're more squid-faced. They got beaks. They tear up brains. You missed the whole brain in a jar conversation we just had inside the lobby. They've been pulling people's brains out, and pickling them. Um, and yeah, that's uh, no. When we get back, we should introduce you to Frederick. But I think right now we're on a bit of a time crunch because I think we, our understanding is that they're actually hunting somebody here in the city, and so. This the huh. daughter. We think that they're hunting the daughter. Whose name I, I just don't fucking have. Well, it started with an S, I think. It got mentioned once, and that's... With me around, at least. Sarah! I'm so sorry. You're good. You guys know how this works? If you don't have the name, I make up a new one. That's well. Well, it seems like you guys have been busy. Yes, yeah, so we well, we've just kind of been walking, really. That's we cleared out their uh, hideout, but they weren't there, so we've had kind of an uneventful morning, um, afternoon. Really? All right, uneventful. Uh, Taroth, quick question: Do you perhaps have sixty-five gold on you that you'd be willing to put back into the coffers? For food that was ordered, sniffed at, and then not eaten? Well, I know what you're talking about, but I just had a bunch of food with Screebers. Why don't you go get some of that to kind of recoup it? I am sorry. I cannot be the only person who's upset about this. I absolutely refuse to believe that I'm the only person. This man has stolen from us, essentially. Okay, now hold on a second. Hold on a second. Now, if I understood the conversation coming up, you were yelling at Benedict for not having money to pay for dinner, but Benedict's the badger, right? That's correct. Yes, apparently Benedict is the keeper of the coin for County Grays. Yeah, good boy. Good boy. I'm going to pop my once per day speak with the animals to talk to Benedict. Okay. Megan thinks this is fucking hilarious. Saride is is just at the end of her. Oh, we'll... There we go. We're back. The wheel has Benedict. <laughs> Don't know what happened there. Benedict decided to leave before yeah. you could ask him any questions. <laughs> uh, what we just got just, just like crashed. Sorry. It's Don't okay. worry. Mine will yeah. do it soon. Um, go ahead and start, Tyroth. So, uh, your name is Benedict, right? Yes, my name is Benedict. Damn. I'll just kind of turn to Grizz. 
Your badger is very polite. I like he, that. And he's very respectful. I'm going to also pop speak with animals. Okay. Just, <laughs> he's really, he's pretty well brought up considering he's a wild fucking animal. Aren't you, Benedict? I have been known to be both a wild and animal. Oh, damn. I mean, I ain't seen, ain't seen a bastard as big as you since back home. Uncle Grubby would love you. Then again, Uncle Grubby might try to eat you, too. I would have to kill Uncle Grubby and most likely devour his corpse. Were he to make we, that effort. We've talked about devouring corpses. We don't talk about it. I understand that you have more refined tastes, Grizz, but I still maintain that you eat corpses as well. Well, if you cook it long enough, th- there's a good point where the meat becomes that nice medium rare. Is medium rare about the point you stop considering it a corpse, though? I mean, yeah, I can actually, I see where you're coming from with that. That's. Is this all in Badger talk? Or are yeah. Speaking yes, this is all in Badger talk. Because all... okay. if we're talking about corpse <laughs> eating, oh, no, Yeah, no, well, while this is happening, or like when you guys are done, we're going to have a conversation in Orc, so please continue. <laughs> Uh, I'm double check the the spell, but yeah. Um, this all seems like semantics to me. It was alive. It is not alive. I eat it. You have added additional steps to the process, but I do maintain that some of those steps can improve the flavor of the corpse. I think that we have empirical evidence that you can improve the flavor of a corpse by cooking it, but I think we're... Yeah, especially with the right spices or maybe a nice little marinade. Just give it that nice little zing of a kick. Yeah, if you rub it with honey, it really breaks up the tougher ligaments. It's actually a really good tenderizer. I've actually found cooking with like some bourbon or some whiskey just gives it a really nice little aftertaste. Mm, I love that. Maybe deglaze whatever cast iron pan you're in with more whiskey, make nice sauce. It's good. We're getting a little off track. Again, mind flutter. That's sorry. That's right. No, I'll, I'll give it. All right, so I'll just turn back to everyone else. Sarai, this is a very upstanding badger. <laughs> while, while that's going on, let's hear the... Oh, no. Honestly, she will put up a finger. Oh, and now okay. Now y'all can wait while we discuss something that none of you can understand. <laughs> because my give a damn and my politeness are busted. She's turned to those in orc. I don't mean to be rude. I really don't. But he owes us... 75 gold. He ordered food and then he walked away. He said that his badger would pay for it, which is a ridiculous sentence. And then the badger could not pay. And I am not insane for wanting our money back. This this is just monetary, like, value. Like, it's... Here, I will cover the 75 gold. It is not the 75 gold. I it is the understand purpose. is the purpose behind the action. But I'm like, do we want to really start something so big over 75 gold? Or? Do we really want to set the precedent where this man can do whatever he wants and get away with it and just expect that someone else is going to walk in and pick it up? He has no sense of responsibility whatsoever. We are now walking into a place where there are mind flyers and we don't really know him or his badger yes but at the same time i do because at the same time those skills that we are currently uh criticizing him for has saved our asses once or twice you know like the running out on the bill well no but the sneakiness and being able to you know 
get into places where we can't and steal things that we need. And All right. You know, I want you to think about what you're going to answer to this question very carefully before you answer it. Am I overreacting? I first cast calm emotions on Sarai before answering. <laughs> Uh, okay. Make the appropriate saving throw. It's wisdom, right? I think so. Stand by, hold for show. <laughs> Never mind, I don't cast calm emotions because I don't have it prepared. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating bullets as I'm like... <laughs> That's on you! <laughs> um... <sighs> That's a difficult question to answer. Like, it's... Really? Because I think you just answered it. All right. I do love you, though. Mm-hmm. As I kiss her in the forehead and cast Death Ward. On who? You? On you? Who the hell else am I going to kiss in the forehead and cast Death Oh, on me? <laughs> I already have her... No. Oh, I don't have her life endurance. I'm not a half-orc. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, I cast it on you. What the hell? All right, thank you. How long does that last? Eight hours. Eight hours. Oh, and then we're both done. All right, so um, should we try going to the house first? Is this in common? Yeah, that's why it's Irish again. Oh. <laughs> should we try going to the house first to look for the girl? Or ask around with the students? What do you all think? Y'all are the rangers, so... That seems like the the best track would be to go to the house, because if she's not there, we'll have a jumping-off point on to continue tracking them. If she is there, we can wait and protect her until they come to us. Is there a way to see if it actually is her? We don't have anything that belongs to her specifically, do we? Or we don't know anything that she has on herself that I could potentially locate. No. I mean, we, we do know, or at least I was under the assumption that this mysterious redhead with tentacles was actually one of the flayers in disguise, yes? That is what, yes, that that is essentially what was told to you. All right. So if, if we show up and this girl's got red hair, we Who just get well, does identify only work on objects themselves, or would I be able to identify a person, like the spell identify? I'm pretty sure that's to identify the magical properties of an item. You are welcome to to double-check. You also have a whole suite of divination spells being a cleric. I, I don't know what among them is uh, able to see through illusions, but I trust that uh, you are four capable 10th level players. You can find something somewhere. Question. No, um, I... Since we are on a college campus, if Thosin slips into a fuckboy mentality and he views women as objects, would Identify then be able to work? <laughs> I am going to say no, just because of the implications in, for, for the rest of society. I feel like that would work more with how Saride sees Thosin as an object more than oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think there's a personality there. I don't know. Uh, okay, I'll just I'll look around, but no, identify won't work. It does say specifically an object. Okay. 
Okay. All right. I mean, gentlemen, do you have any thoughts? Magic's not really my strong suit. That's... I mean, I can... Well, if we're trying to catch somebody that's disguised as a college girl, I mean, are they going to have all the same mannerisms and stuff? Maybe, I don't know, just kind of thinking out loud here, find something that a normal college girl might like and see if that one doesn't go for it. Sarai just looks at Tara. I'm just curious what a normal college girl would like. I ain't going to college either, so I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah, Thosin looks very good, Sarad, but we need something, I, I don't know, like I an idea. I pointed to you, dipshit. There is nothing that a fancy college girl wants more than a bit of, you know, out-of-town, low-rent strange. What about cake? Actually, cake might be a good idea. Depends on where she's at in her freshman food. 15. Yeah, well, she lives here, but she lives with her dad. It's She has food. But free food is always tasting better than the food you get at home. Let's meet this girl, and then we can figure out what it is maybe that she's into. If she wants Come back with cake, cake or cock, all right? Cake or cock. It's a very hard decision to make sometimes. That's hard. Not buzzing. Do, do we need to have this do we need to have this conversation? I'm fine with it. Do you want? Was it the elephant back at, at the other town? It was the elephant in the room. You're right. That must have been it. To this man's house. Okay. Small backstory: An elephant man was uh, hitting on Fozen, and Fozen flirted back. Oh, and I was here for it, man. If there was ever a throuple, a trunkle. Anyways, okay. This is when the I need to learn to keep out. myself muted because you guys keep making me like choke. That's why you do push the talk here. <laughs> well, I have scry. I'll sell this to the group. I can potentially scry on this girl like before we meet her, and then like then if we meet her and it's not who we're expecting to meet, then it's not, obviously not her. But there is a possibility that it won't work, and I also need uh, some components. I say let's just go. Uh, Save it for Nicholas, I think. Okay. Let's uh, follow the yellow big load then. I don't know. Take the lead. Okay. Preemptively though, yes. Um Saride is like prestidigitating and mage handing on Tauroth to like pick lint off of him, make sure his hair looks a little bit better. Whatever, like, if he's got dirt somewhere, uh, she's getting rid of it. Make a strength save, because I'm casting the gust cantrip at you to push you away. I'm not doing it. She's far enough away. It's magic. What's the range on prestidigitation? Is it like 30 feet? Doesn't matter. I don't have it. Um, I'm okay. mage chanting then. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's 30 feet. Okay. Make a sleight of hand check. Seven. 
So he notices you fussing on his clothes and is going to attempt to push you away. Uh, make a strength saving throw. Dirty 20. The wind is not enough. What? What are you doing? I'm just neatening you up a bit. Why? I explained why. There is a possibility yeah. that we run a honeypot on this girl. So, there you go. In your terms, she's trying to pimp you out. I'm just going to go further ahead. <laughs> just put my arm around. It's all right. Keep walking. I can this fix is... him. I can fix him. Actually, kind of an important question. We know where we're trying to go. Do we know where that is, though? We just had a name. Which you don't have anymore. But let's let's get you a name. Let's, instead of continuing to watch us all struggle with the mysteries of um, <laughs> of this grooming. gentleman's name. Of grooming. Uh, well, the, that too. That, that too. Um, yeah, we can get a name... Uh, yeah. Um, Isimidus. That's the family name? That is the professor's name, Isimidus. And we will go with Sora Isimidus as the, as the daughter. You there, student passing by us. Uh, sure. Uh, let's everybody make a perception check, or give me your passive perception as a full as a floor. You guys are in the middle of the of the campus. Uh, this is the Cardian United. Yes, I know it sounds like an airline. Don't know why I did it, but I've stuck with it thus far. We're gonna keep going. Um, this is a Ivy League Arcanist school. So this is a this place is old, ancient. Um, the buildings stretch back through a wide variety of architectural styles. The campus is big. It has been added to, and you can just um, by walking from the edge of the campus towards the heart of it is akin to traveling back in time, uh, just sort of in perception. Um, so uh, starting with Grizz, what did you get? Uh, 25. Nicely done. So right. 20. Yeah, uh, passive is 20. Okay, Thosin? 19. Nicely done. You guys are being very, um, you guys are absolutely picking up on, on everybody that is around, even Thosin. Um, very eagle-eyed uh, vision all, all the way across. Um, a few things that you do notice is that there is a... Um, as far as the demeanor and the stylings of the students, right, there is, you guys have lived on a college campus, you've traveled, you know, Wyatt, you, you, you get the feeling, you, you can read these kids pretty well. Um, I'll go ahead and give everybody except for Grizz uh, insight with advantage, and then I'll, I'll kind of give you the full description. 
of of what you are seeing. Because it's not just spotting things, it's also interpreting things. So, I would appreciate that. Grizz, when you are ready, again, passive as a floor, so 10 plus your um, plus your ranks, your right. adjusted value. And so I still make the uh, insight just not with advantage, right? Correct. Yes, please. Okay. Appropriate. 11. Okay. Natural 20 for 24. Okay. 24. Okay. 17. Okay. Um, yeah, so for, for the other three of you, this is this is pretty clear, and um, there's a little extra we'll give to Talroth and, and Saride. So the it is, you guys had started around lunchtime, your journey, right? Travel for a couple of hours throughout the sewers. You came back up, we'll say probably two hours. We're getting towards um, early, late afternoon, early evening, five or six o'clock. Okay. So the campus is getting to an hour in a day when it's starting to, it's busy, but a lot of people are on their way out, right? Uh, classes are, are closing down. So there are plenty of people around. You can tell there's a distinct difference between those with money and those that are here based on talent and uh, exploration, purely in the way that they're dressed. Um, I will say all of the, not all, let's say 90% of the female students that are here um, see, definitely notice Saride in in all of her glamour uh, of, of her dress and are either intimidated, envious, or or just sort of annoyed at her for for like she's she's wearing a dress on campus in which most of these these pe- these poor college students are like rolling out of their their hay sacks and and going. Of, but of course, there is the the very elite subset that uh, that would never go a day with a hair out of place. And I'm Elle I'm Woods at Harvard. A bit, yes. Yeah. Um, and so even the prettiest of them uh, sort of find you a bit too colorful for this for this location. Um, and then they see me wrapped around your, <laughs> your shoulders. The, and there is a um, as far as Thosin goes, there much like treasure, there's a distinct bit of respect due to like size and strength. But when they realize that you are, when they finally recognize that you are a cleric of some kind, um, you can feel the judgment that sort of comes with that. It's like, oh, he's doing holy magic. Right? And it is odd, to say the least. The glamour armor that, um, Tauroth is wearing has afforded him some some benefits. He does seem to be the one um, that they blink at the least. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't draw a, a ton of attention. He looks like somebody that should be here, almost as though he's the one like giving you guys a tour or showing you around. Um, and they 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 like him. They like the way he looks, uh, but it, it is not. Um, he doesn't stand out as as a particularly glamorous or gorgeous paramour. They don't know what the fuck to make of the badger and and Grizz. And they don't even see Grizz most of the time. They just see the badger. 
because it Grizz is on par to slightly shorter than the badger at, at shoulder height. So the ones that do see the dwarf or the badger just have more questions than uh, than answers. The badger by itself was perplexing enough, but but now it's getting a little weird. They also all do seem to recognize adventurers. Um, you guys are, are dressed for action and combat and... and Except for like Saride and Tauroth, but Grizz and Thosin are very much dressed for for men of daring and do. Yeah, Saride. Does Benedict walk on his hinders? No, he he walks on all fours. So even on all fours, he's taller than Grizz. He is medium. He's a dire. Yeah. Fucking hell! If he was on his hinders, how tall would he be? Mm, five ten, oh. five six, five or six foot. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, Right? Am, am I? Am I? Uh, yeah. I, th- that's... I, I would think that is. He's a. He, yeah. he would be. Yeah. N- maybe. Probably not t- as tall as Thosin, but yeah, he's like a. He's like a bear size. Um. I want to hug him. I want to hug him so bad. Yeah. Imagine like a a black bear or something like not full grizz, but. Right. Yeah. He he is the size of a black bear. Black bears are medium creatures as well. So, yeah. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I missed that. He's five ten on hinders. Yeah. No, he's six. Like, he's, like yeah, six, foot. Like six feet. Yeah. Um he, he is the size of a black bear. Um Yeah, big boy. Yes. Yes. And I'm actually looking up black bear sizes right now because these things always tickle and intrigue me. Um so uh Black bear um, range from five foot six, uh, and adults range from one and a half to one point eight meters to five foot six. So he's he'd probably be about my height, a little little taller. We'll we'll put him closer to five eight eight. Um, yeah, and and about. 600 pounds, or probably for him. Grizz is lean. He's probably between two and six. I'd say like 450. Yeah, 450 pounds. <laughs> okay. So, yep, there you go. I want to wrestle him. I want to hug him. You there, student. <laughs> yes, what can I do for you? And we're, oh, fuck, a serious? What? Is that this man's name? A serious? Asmodeus. No, that's... That's the king of the nine hells. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're thinking Asmodeus. Asmendius. Asmendius. <laughs> yeah. Um, Asmenidus. We... Asmenidus. That's what it is. Asmenidus. The one I said today? Asmenidus. Yes. Take us to Asmodeus' house. Man, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're in the wrong college. I have to go now. I need an adult. Uh, c- could you show us to, or point the way to as- Asmenidus' house? house? Asmenidus is... Uh... Asmenidus is... Right. <laughs> I understand. Um... 
Yeah, he lives off campus, um, down that road. But you probably won't find him there. He actually works late most days. Um, you can follow that path to, I believe it is the um, School of Practical Enchantment. And um, there on the ground floor, you'll find a stairwell. Take it one floor down. That is where the labs are. Um, and you you should find one with his with his name on it. And it um, he, he actually opens his, his book and, and scribes out the name and tears it off. And just in case. I said the name correctly. I just had a possessive S on the back. Um, also, uh, do you think his daughter might be with him? Because it's actually her that we're looking for. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with his daughter. I'm sorry. She a student something. If you're not familiar, you're not familiar. That's fair enough. Thank you so much for the help. Good luck. Do I, can I tell if this person is lying about not knowing the daughter? Yeah, you can make an you can make an insight check. Go for it. I'm gonna go for it. Cody, are we just doing brick right now? Are you doing brick? Yeah, the Joseph Gordon Levitt movie. Are we just doing brick? Are we looking for? I don't know the movie. I I wish. Yes, you do. Do I? Yes, we've watched it. You have to give me more than uh, JGL then. It's the the one from like the early two thousands where it's like high school kids doing noir. Where the girl, his ex ex girlfriend, goes missing. Oh, I vaguely no, <laughs> no. I appreciate that. Are we? Are we? Ooh. Winston, you what? can't do a movie. You can do every movie except for documentary because those have already happened. Sorry, my deep new girl cut for the 17 day. Seventeen insight. Seventeen insight. No, he doesn't. Um, you you get the feeling if they are. An underclassman, or let me be even more specific, for this kid, if they are not a person that can advance their career, uh, they don't give a shit. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's being pretty genuine, and the idea that he thinks less of you all for looking for somebody uh, that is clearly unimportant to him. Yeah, yeah. How's he going to think when we're riding over on our tame dragons later? What, bitch? A, a very good question. New goal. This whole, my entire purpose for this campaign is just to piss off self-entitled well, college students. <laughs> just, just to double check, he wouldn't think anything because we wouldn't be able to make it into the city on dragons. Not into, I'm just saying like flyby. <laughs> just Look doing me, laps man. around. Yeah, we're just with, with giant signs. It's the what is it? Fuck from, you, kid. From from Waterboy. Want me to kill them for you? It's just us <laughs> on giant. We could year blimp the shit out of that town. Yeah, um, you can't. So he did give you directions to both his house and his uh, lab. You guys can choose to go whichever one you would like to. What do y'all think? What time of day is it? Five, six. He seems to be a bit of a workaholic from what you've been told. And you're, you feel like you're more likely to find the professor at the lab. You don't know where the girl is. You're not even 100% if she lives with him. So, Look, when, I, when I got into the 
zone of creating something, I kind of just stay at the forge for a long time. So I would say let's try his lab first. That's fair. Right. Worst case me. scenario, he's not dead. We try the house. Sounds like the lab was close to, so I'm slipping into your accent. That's going to break me. Sorry. <laughs> and it doesn't help that Sarai also speaks in my accent when we're talking in Orcish. <laughs> Yay! Okay. You guys make your way um, to the Practical Enchantment building. You follow the directions. There are um, about half a dozen um, relatively large uh, rooms um, that you guys know and, and kind of recognize from Dorian's Dawn. Uh, you have seen some of these rooms. Uh, Sarai's been in one of them. It is a um, a magical containment room, right, for experimentations and, and things like that. Uh, you do find the one labeled um, Professor Asmetidus, and um, it is it is closed, heavy. Uh, door, you can tell that it is lined with lead, um, and you suspect most of the walls here are as well. Um, in addition to to the brick and mortar and and stone work that makes it up. Um, what would you like to do? I'm going to try the door handle. Okay. Uh, yeah. It, so it does have sort of a. It. You go to to. Unlock it, not unlock it, but go to open it, right? There's a bar, right? So it's not like there's a lock, but it's barred from the inside. has a little bit of give, but not a, not like a hotel room sort of give. Um, Should we just knock them? It's not like we're trying to sneak around the man. Okay. Yeah, you guys give it a knock. Um, it, it does take a few moments before um, somebody comes to to the door, um, and the door has a like um, like a bouncer slide, right? For for lack of a for lack of a, a better term, um, and the, it sort of you see these very severe looking eyes that sort of pierce at at you um thick black hair that is swept back and um skin that is not um that is well cared for well kept and sort of who are you Um, we've we've actually come looking for your daughter. Is Sarah around? Oh, that's not my daughter. I'm the assistant. I'm Sivenden. Do you want to speak with the professor? Sure. Do well, I mean? I, I shall turn back. Do we? Let's see why um, not. Yeah, we got a couple questions for the professor, if that's all right. Just a moment. It's a long, it's a long moment. Then you hear the, the bar 
behind the door. This way. As you, as the door fully opens, you see Zavendum. He is a little wiry, but there is an intensity about him. And um, when he opens the door, there is a tremendous um, waft of delicious sort of fruit smell. Just behind it is this hint of rotten egg. Um, something similar. You walk into this stone room. It's about 15 by 15. Pretty big. Um, lined with tables out around the outsides. And as you guys are, are looking, there's a number of um, crystals sort of floating in um, these like pronged uh, holders, right? Candelabra, I guess, something like that. Candlestick, um, kind of. Little crystals that's, that sort of float around them. And there's a bit of luminescence that seems to kind of be bouncing between them, but you don't find the source. There's no candles, there's no torches, there's no ever-burning anything. There's there's nothing where this light necessarily should come from. And yet it does sort of bounce and and reform as, as it goes. And you actually kind of have to step through one of these beams of light that reflects, refracts across your body in the spray of the rainbow, and, and you come over. <clears throat> and as you make your way over, there is an older gentleman whose hair has very much begun to gray at, at the sides, and you can tell there's just the rarest little bit of black here at his temples, and uh, it's thinning, although he does seem to um, still comb it and treat it as, as though it were um, as thick as it once was in his, in his youth. This um, human man uh darker skin um a little little more uh sort of latin in features uh, for for lack of a better chunk of descriptors um and as he is putting a couple of crystals back into place and he'll, he'll turn hello there i'm so sorry um Zavendus, please get our guests some um, refreshments, and uh, see you in just a moment. Yes, Professor, but remember, we have much to accomplish tonight. I understand our timetable, Savendis. Please, you know I love to work as much as you do. I doubt that, sir. Almost as much as you do, but if there's something wrong with my daughter, I would like to know it. Now, please. Understood. Zvendis leaves. When he closes the door, he closes it needlessly hard. And once that is done, the professor sort of looks over it. You'll have to forgive Zvendis. He's um, very dedicated to the project and um, delays. Are, well, he doesn't enjoy them very much, clearly. But he has helped me get more work done in... I suppose nine months or so than 
I got in years prior. What can I do for you all? Is there something wrong with Sarah? You all seem to be a bit... hardier than her normal, um, companions. Who, who are her normal companions? Um, you watch him sort of struggle for a good way to say this. Uh, um, usually individuals that are far less capable than what I'm assuming you are and far, but maybe not far more, but probably an equal amount of trouble. So, um, you'll forgive me. Savendus will be back any moment and I don't think any of us want to really disappoint him. So, what is the trouble? So, here's the thing. I, I'm traveling as a member of the scouting regiment of the House of Shields. And we have, I have been tasked with hunting an enclave of Mind Flayer Arcanists that we have tracked to the city. Uh, we just finished clearing out uh, what we believe to be their center of operations here within the city, and we have reason to believe that they're after you or your daughter. I'm... You'll forgive me, there's a lot to unpack there. Um... Peter, you wouldn't appreciate me beating around the bush here where it involves the well-being of you and yours. No. Uh, your directness is is the least offensive thing you said there, uh, to be honest. I, I do appreciate it. I'm... You'll forgive me, I'm not entirely familiar with mind flayers, but uh, it actually poses an opportunity. Would you all mind if I were to um, lock the door and run a brief experiment with you. What kind of experiment? Um, one of uh, the mind and joint illusion. Insight check. Sure, go ahead. You know what, I'm going to bardic inspiration that. Okay. Um, yeah, she'll, she'll just reach over and... Oh, sorry, there's just something... On your coat. Okay. Take the bardic inspiration. So it's a in, D8. I don't know. I've never used it like this before. Hold it's on. A, I believe a D10 at this level. It's a 10, yeah. All right, but um, Grizz, you were saying something? Uh, I was asking, uh, which door is it you're locking? The front door, the one that your friend's coming back with refreshments through? That is the only door. No. Oh. Mm. All right, and that'd be an 18 for the inspiration. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he is, uh, that is what it is. And it is an experiment. There is some inherent danger in that. Um, but as far as off, making this offer as, a, as like an attempt to hurt you, doesn't seem to be that. Personally, I'm not really opposed, so... 
depending on the feelings of the rest of you. She's watching Talroth. If he's okay with it, she's okay with it. Well, that can't hurt too much, can it? I mean, experiment can go either way. I, it is not a perfected spell or science by any means, but <clears throat> it's been safe for myself, Savendus. Um, we were looking... She'll, she'll nod, but say in Orcish. I mean, honestly, it's better when it hurts sometimes. <laughs> of course, you would think that way. Um... Um, oh, oh, oh my apologies. It. I'm so sorry. In, um, in Orcish, uh, he will reply. I appreciate your apology. However, the... In my youth, I learned there was a saying. There is but one way to learn true orcish. Ah, apologies. It was more inherent, I believe, the tribe um, that I learned from. The saying ends that it is either through Killing. Fucking. But either way, it ends in screams. I mean, that you're is, not entirely wrong. That's pretty much how I learned, too. <laughs> this is this has been so fun. So, uh, back to what you were saying. I'm so sorry. Um, I think we're all down. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, wonderful. Um, if anyone would Excuse like to step me. out, you're welcome. Bright pink. You're welcome to it now. Um, uh, he starts to move towards the door. Um, and he he will close the lock, close the, the bar on the inside. Um, doesn't look like he does anything specific beyond barring it. So as I'm sure Tauroth is watching or anyone, uh, doesn't look like there's a mechanism or a lock or anything along those lines that are that are on it. Um, <clears throat> Riz, as he as the uh, professor goes and locks the door, Grizz does expend a first level spell slot to cast uh, Primeval Awareness. Okay. Just know if there's any undead or aberrations or anything within a mile. Okay. Um, you don't you don't detect any. Um, okay. But make a um, make an Arcana check with advantage. Uh, is a natural 20 for 23? Uh, you do a lot of spells, uh, and a lot of magical awarenesses are, um, diminished or deterred by things like lead-lined rooms, and you are in one at the moment. So, okay. it, it may have worked, it may not have. You, it, it performed the way yeah. you have always felt it perform, um, but you, as, after you do it, you also have the realization of... Oh, no, that's yeah. even better because that tells me that he's not an aberration. Great. So, yep. Being a, a, a blacksmith, like, can I t 
tell how thick this lead is, like by when we were walking into the room that I oh, see like it's it's a thin sheet, and that's all it needs to be, specifically because lead is such a dense uh metal. Okay. Um But as he's closing the door, he is is Benedict with you guys? Yeah. I um I'm so sorry to ask, but I I think the the badger might interfere with the experiment. We haven't um, calculated any anything for uh, for a beast. hasn't hasn't made its way to animal testing yet, right? Uh, Benedict, if you want to wait outside. <laughs> oh, it's probably still within ten minutes. To be honest, <laughs> I will wait outside, Grizz, and I wish you luck on whatever horror is about to befall you. Right, thanks. Uh, if none of us ever come back out, kill as many people as you can before. I shall slaughter them all, cook them in a fire, and devour them. Good job. Well, if you're looking for expedience and time, maybe you skip the cooking. I was I'm not doing even sure it. How in, you'd start a fire? I don't know either. It was said purely in honor of Gri- of Grizz, and to attempt to honor his last wishes. But in truth, I had no intention of keeping the fire apart. He's fine. I'll turn to Grizz. I really like him. He is he is amazing. He's something, but they, you know what they say. When you buy a pet, you're buying a future tragedy. So try not to get too attached, you know? Oh, no. I, I love I, him. I love him to death. I've with, been there plenty of times. With, um, with Benedict on the other side, the door uh, closed and shut, as previously discussed. Um, the professor is going to... Go travel around to some of the, the walls, and he um, puts on this pair of um, of gloves. They are sort of chainmail gloves. It's he had had them on actually when you came in. And he was handling those crystals, and he does so again. And as he reaches out towards the crystals, they sort of float between the points, and um, he comes uh, over in front of. He begins with Grizz. Um, and he's, he's going to sort of float it right in front. If, just do me a favor and lock your eyes onto the crystal. And once he sees that you've done it, he'll, he'll move his hand. Mm. There you go. Very well done. Um, you can look away from it, but um, please do return. If it's too long, it will fall. And they're very expensive. So please, please. Um, Brilliant. And he, 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 he does the same thing with each of you, um, repeats the instructions, and then he'll sort of guide you all into a place. You can see that there's a, a circle on the floor, many arcane marks and sigils and, and things along those lines. And he gets a crystal of, it, of his own, and he'll... Um, now, if you wouldn't mind, um, I would like... Grizz, was it? Right. If you would concentrate on Mind Flayer and picture that entity that you have described or um, mentioned at the very least, if you would focus on it as best you can and attempt to bring it forth in your mind's eye, but keep your eyes open, keep them locked on this crystal and if it's any help at all 
start with the environment. When last you had seen one. Where were you? And I, Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, Grizz starts thinking about the cold, still snowy mountains where he and his uh, scouting troop had been passing through and they were ambushed, uh, split up, and him just seeing the, the wizard in their group, he grabbed from behind and just that and just kind of has that locked in his head. That's it. Almost like it's been playing on repeat since it happened. He just immediately settles right into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, that's it. Very, very well done. Very well done. Now, just very slowly close your eyes. Yes. Everyone, close your eyes as well. Just take, take one small step back from the crystal then now open them and as you all open your eyes um, you are in you are surrounded by by the vision that Grizz had had imagined and you can feel the the cold the biting cold of his memory the snow topped mountain you can hear the little the little pops of the fire that their camp had set the air is damp with fresh snow but also the the hint of cedar burning from the woods that they had gathered it's it's not quite a gif but it sort of shifts a little bit there's a little bit of movement to it uh, like one of those like holographic card pictures and and it it can kind of do a few frames forward and a few frames back um, and the professor turns and and he looks around and there is a devastation to much of the scouting party and if you move just so you can see the mind flare broad sweeping collar that is webbed like the body between the tentacles the spines and little suction cups that sort of dangle down there's this oddly deep bee that betrays the bluish purple skin the hands of the mind flare ignited with magical energy its tentacles flaring down to up a stretch able to reach feet in front of them you can see it pull catatonic wizard to it. And the professor looks oh my that is um I can see why you would want to find it. I am I am truly sorry. I, I did not um I didn't anticipate this sort of um scene uh and you begin to to 
hear a little more. Vision sort of starts to move in, in progress. And he goes, oh, okay, no, no, no. Yeah, um, please return to your crystals uh, quickly now, quickly. Um, and he moves to his. I think Grizz just stands transfixed, like fist clenched and just kind of shaking as it starts to move and play out. I put my hand on his shoulder. Come on, you heard what he said. Uh, Crystal. And it it has begun to move now. The scene that Grizz remembers um, playing out. And and as it starts to, Thosin, um, because you are closest to Grizz, you, you sort of see it very much from his perspective. The scene actually sort of shifts to put Grizz in the place that he remembers standing. The rest of it sort of moves around him. And... Grizz, what did you do last time you were in this moment? I think uh, Grizz would have been like in front of the Mind Flayer, like holding on to the hand of the wizard, trying to pull him back. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the fight, so he has like blood coming from his ears, uh, from the sonic attacks and all this. And yeah, you just, uh, and you see overlapping like the illusion and Grizz, like he just has like tears kind of starting to pour down his face at, as at, he just can't wrestle him back. At this point, the state that Grizz was in is physically, it has it retaken shape on him. His ear, the blood from his ears, the tears from his eyes, the the pull he has on on the illusion. Um, there is no difference. There is no overlay. He is. If you did not know better, if he did not walk in here with you, you would think he was a part of purely a part of this scene. And um, uh, no, 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 no. You have to get him away from there, please, please, quickly, as as soon as you can. I'm going to grab onto, like, wrap my arm around his shoulders and mm-hmm. put my other hand on his hand that's holding onto the wizard. Okay. And tell him in the calmest voice, I'm going to try to persuade him, there's nothing you can do. This is already played out. This is something of the past. You have to let it go. Uh, make a persuasion check. You can do something in the future. Um, okay. Grizz, uh, I'm going to have you make an insight check. I'm going to set the cumulative uh, DC. We're going to add your numbers together because you're not trying to resist him, not consciously, right? If you yeah. were if you were here, you would you would believe what he's saying. Um, yeah. So we're going to set that at a, at a 30. So if between the two of you, the insight and the persuasion, you get to 30, then it's going to get through to Grizz. Okay. Got a nineteen. Okay. Tara or Thousand. That is a natural twenty for a twenty-seven. The words do reach you, Grizz, and you can feel the warmth of the blood on on your neck, from your ears, the the coolness of the tears. Um, turns hot and warm because this is not 
a frozen mountaintop. This is a, a heated basement, and and with Thosin's guidance, you are you are pulled back from the scene. Yes, Saride. Before he gets into his crystal, can she do a sweep of the memory to see if there's anything else there um, that she could see, like another flare or another body that isn't a dwarf? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a um, make a perception check. Tauroth, is there anything you are doing in, in particular in this moment? Uh, yeah, I would have been looking at the Mind Flayer itself, just kind of taking in the details, maybe seeing if he's wearing armor of some sort, but also looking around, just seeing, is he by himself? Is okay. he with somebody else? Okay, you can make a perception check as well. So, right? Natural 20 for a 30. Okay, great. Uh, 14, but passive 20 if it matters. Sure. Um. You guys can see the shadows, the the outlines of two other mind flayers. Their colors are not as high, and um, you can tell that the this one, the leader, it, it's um, it's better fed for sure. Its brain is literally it's it, the dome of its skull is bigger, like. Uh, like Megamind, that um, that weird cartoon, that one. Um, you can see one of the Mind Flayers has a ring, um, a signet ring, that you've actually seen recently. You've seen it here, in Cardian, a um. It's an emblem of the library, not the one you saw on campus. The one out on the street. Okay. Other than we didn't, we didn't go to the library. Sorak did. I know you didn't but you passed it on the way in. So you, you you haven't visited it, but you passed it. So the library has the same symbol as the signet ring that... Yes, Talroth. With Talroth running around before doing all his checks, would he have passed by that library or gone into it? Uh, yeah. Well, you, pro- you may not have gone into it. We'll roll a percentile for that in a moment, but you've at least seen it. You, you've definitely seen it. Um, at this moment, Grizz is, is placed back in, and the professor will... Ever, everyone, please, back back to your crystals. Um, let your minds go blank, please. And... Um, and he sort of focuses in on... a... on the crystal... There you are. All right. Now, everyone, just take a step back. Close your eyes. There you are. Open them. And when you open them this time, the scene has changed. You realize you are in the professor's memory. 
it is a memory of probably a few years. You can tell because his daughter looks not quite college age. And um, it looks like it's some sort of festival or holiday. And there is a feast on the table. And the, f- and, and the familiar smell of the fruits returns. These citrus meats and, and, and honeyed breads. And this time there is no, no rotten egg smell behind it. I'm so sorry. This is this is one of my default um, memories. It's uh, it's a very wonderful day, but we find that um, smells and tastes and um, sensory things are are very strong, resetting one's mental place, and it is important to come back to a um, to a neutral moment one that that doesn't affect you've never seen have no emotional attachment to it's um sometimes those those moments can linger yes Talroth. he so you mentioned this this scene would have been like a few years ago right you think yeah yeah you're you're not quite sure how many but the daughter isn't doesn't look to be the same age as the students that you've passed on the way in. Just for my own curiosity, I'm just going to look around also, see if I find a familiar face. Okay. Um, yeah, make you can make a perception check as well, please. 21. 21, okay. Um, you... There's... Pictures of the professor. Um, the professor is is you can see his sort of reflection of like where he was standing when he he made this mental picture. He looks a little younger as well. Um, his hair's a little thicker. Uh, the the it's not quite as gray. Um, you can see the daughter, and you don't you don't see anyone else that you you recognize. You do. Um, catch the shadow of uh, of a feminine figure of of a woman um, who looks to be coming in from the kitchen um, with shadow. It looks like she's holding some sort of tray, bird most likely, and uh, the daughter seems to be rushing towards her or or to help her. Um, you can see there's a, uh, in the reflective professor, there is a smile. This is clearly a happy memory for him. Um, it, if you'd like, please have a, a taste. Um, it won't feed you at all, but, um, but you can taste it. The, um, if I may, the... The, um, the honeyed bread, just a little bit of the strawberry jam, particularly delicious. Um, but uh, no pressure. It's just a, a nice thing to sort of cleanse the palate. As it were, um, it does help in, in the returning process. Um, a bit of the lingering spell effects can uh, continue to 
like the mind. He he makes his way over, and you notice very much instead of of the bread, he um, gets a just tears a little bit of the skin off of sort of this, um, this chicken bird. Kind of nibbles it for a moment. When you're all ready, I'd like to end session. I see how uh, Grizz is doing. So, get out of this. And uh, Grizz goes and just takes, like, Grizz doesn't feel like eating, so he takes just, like, a corner of a piece of bread or something and just, like, tucks it in his cheek. Okay. Does anyone else uh, eat the food? No. That's fine. You, you don't have to. The professor doesn't seem offended, nor does he make any... There's there's no indication that he's upset by that in any way. Um, as you guys... He, he brings you back, coaches you through the, the re-immersion. Um, I need you all to make wisdom saving throws. Grizz, you have advantage for uh, taking the food and having the, the, uh, the help in the reset. 19 again. Okay. Dirty 20. Nicely done. 13. Oof, that's a fail. From dirty 20. Okay. Um, it is a DC 16. Um, so there is a lingering... Sorry, DC 16. The 13 is a fail. Um, so, Tauroth, you are going to suffer for the next hour you're going to have a disadvantage on ability checks like exhaustion. It's um, just your senses aren't fully present. You, there's the lingering smell, especially from the, the winter scene, right? The, the, sometimes you're, you see like snow drifts past your eyes. Um, you feel shivers and cold. Um, And the professor will will close the simulation. It is a um, it's a culmination of of um, Major Arcana and um, detect thoughts uh, along with a, a psychic bond and a um, a shared bit of of memory. Um, originally intended to spread a, a non-verbal form of communication, a bit of a linguist growing up, and uh, so odd how often words fail us to convey our, our true feelings. I apologize. I do wish that I had been far more knowledgeable about. It's worth it for all of us to know kind of what we're potentially going into. Of course, of course. Um, I, uh, I'm sure Savendis is at the door by now. So, um, uh, before he comes in, though, do you know where Sarah might be? Oh, um, well, she stays on campus most days. She doesn't stay at home. 
much since um, um, she spends uh, a lot of a uh, fair amount of time. I've uh, been told with the um, at the New Spell Tau house. Um, she also frequents much of the nightlife around Erdian. She's been. What? what color was her hair? Oh, um, oh, her hair was a, a sort of orangey red, a carroty, carroty red. Kill Bill Cyrus. Uh, uh, don't suppose you have like anything small of hers that we can kind of use to. Well, you, you met our, ba- our badger friend out there. He might be able to pick up a scent, kind of oh. lead us to her a little faster. Sure. Yes. Um, of course. And uh, while you're doing that, at the library outside the school. Oh, right. Library, of course. What about... Um, is it open late at night? Yes, yes. It is more of a social club. Um, although it is... Um, it's a um, social club. Also a... Um, it's an arcanist enclave, something of the nature. They share spells. And they treat much magic with very little respect. And actually a far... <laughs> Far more like it's a, um, I don't know, something to be traded or bartered with or sought after. It's their perception of magic is perplexing, to say the least. Um, yes, um, right. It's my daughter. Yeah, um. I know you wouldn't be here if it wasn't important, so I'm going to give this to you, but it is... Um... It is terribly important to me. He reaches to his belt and, um, where his coin purse is. He, um... unties it. And then the drawstring on the purse is actually a um, a ribbon a crimson ribbon yeah this is hers she's I'm sure it still smells like I mean it it does to me at least Um, she hasn't worn it in a bit but there you are. Well, we'll be sure to bring it back to you in no time. I'd appreciate it. Appreciate it. Again, please accept my deepest apologies, Paul. Um, as you open the door, Serventis will be <laughs> most upset with me. She'll slip into Orcish. Um, thank you for helping us, and I'm very sorry about your wife. You are most welcome, and so am I. Uh, and that is where we're going to take our break for for this evening. So uh, we will be back in just a couple of 
minutes, uh, probably five or ten. We'll see you guys then. But until then, stay tuned. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back. We are Random Encounter oh, Productions. Cody, uh, I think in Discord. I'm muted in Discord, but they could hear me. So, welcome back. We're Random Encounter Productions. I'm Cody Stone. With me tonight, we are we have. I'm Andrew. I'm playing Grizz, the Dwarven Ranger. Uh, yes, there you go. Yeah. I'm a speakeasy that only serves Ovaltine Megan, and I'm playing Sir the Eldrin Glamour Bard. And I'm Mars playing Talroth Oakenblade, the Wood Elf Scout. And I'm Carlos playing Frozen Fahrenheit, the Half-Orc Tiefling Forge Cleric. Okay. Sounds good. Um, when last we left off, guys, you guys were just... Um, we're just wrapping up with uh, Professor Asmenidus. Um Is there anything else you you guys would like to do? He's about to go and open the door. Um, if there's anything you're you're gonna try to catch him for, or or stuff like that. Okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly look around the room and just see what else is in here. Just what kind of stuff was he working on? Um, it seems to mostly be with the crystals. Uh, there are some books. Um, looks like some of them are spellcasting tomes. Some of them are sort of magical theory books. Um, there are some treatises on those specific spells that he mentioned, right? Um, there are some spellcasting implements as far as, uh, like, wands. And um, there's also some, like, jeweler's tools, for, for honing the crystals. Um, you can also see that there are some um, small vials of arcane dust, most likely used for, for attuning and tweaking those, those crystals in that way. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's about it. A little bit of chalk um, to write on the, the floor and the walls and the arcane formulas and, and those sorts of things. Uh, I think I think that's about it. Yeah. So as we're leaving, I'll just kind of stop by him. Uh, thank you again for your time. Um, I, I know we were in a bit of a rush, but I do have something else I want to ask about. But later on, once we get this taken care of. Absolutely. I, of course, I I'm I would be happy to help anyone that was able to help myself or, or my daughter. More realistically, her. But um, thank you. That would be that would be absolutely lovely. So he heads over to uh, to the door, opens it. Savendis is is there. He has uh, a tray um, with a, sort of a glass pitcher of water, and um, it's frosted over. There are five glasses on there, and um, Grizz is sort of sniffing him. Um, or Benedict is sniffing him? Benedict. Benedict, yes. I like it better when Grizz was sniffing him. Mm, 
Well, that, yep, there, there you go. He had an experience, man. He did. He did. Um. So, yeah. Um. Can I look at um, Sabinus's hand to see if he has a signet ring? He does not. As the door opens, uh, Sabinus is there. Um, I have your refreshments. He sort of looks over each of you. Um, and he holds them out, expecting you to, to take them. Thank you. So they were like glasses of water that were frosted over? Yes. Um, Chris takes it and just gives it just a sniff. Is it just water? Yes, just water. Yeah, smells smells like cleaner, clean spring water, chilled uh, through through these these magical glasses. Um, Ooh, I can feel it going down into my stomach. I did the professor give you a a um, demonstration of work. He did. It's quite impressive. You both should be very proud. Hope you had a pleasant experience. We had an experience. Memorable. And I look over at Grizz just to see if he's okay. He's shaking it off. It's living through it in an illusion. It's kind of the same as living it through it every day anyway. So he still just seems tense. Well... Hopefully we'll be able to develop it further, make it a less difficult experience, perhaps help people realize their dreams and visions. Good luck. Uh, We're going to, we've got some things we need to work on, so... uh... You boys get back to it. Of course. I awkwardly start making my way towards the door. Oh yeah, no, you're at, you're at the door. He he oh. has not made his way in. You guys are are making your way out. He's he's holding the tray of the water for for you all to uh to have. Yeah, I put definitely put the glass of water. Well, after I drink it, I put it back. And you know that awkward, like you're trying to walk out of a room, but someone's still talking to you kind of moment. Yeah. That's what Thousand's going through right now. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Sventus does very little to make it less awkward. Um, Wait. Uh, one. Yep. Excuse me. You make your way out. Um, what would you like to do now? 
I think she'll tell him about the, the signet ring. I think we should go to the library. Well, do, do, do research? Read books? Like... No, 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 no. The library. If it's like a social club, and it's a place that they go after hours. Plus, I saw the same signal, or the same image, on one of the flayers' rings. Yeah, but... I mean, there's a place to start. Especially than any other leads we have. That's where we're going to... I guess we could try to have Benedict smell the ribbon, but he's not really, I think, much for tracking. Well, the having Benedict sniff the ribbon was actually not the intention. Uh, <laughs> been doing some research while I've been doing my own thing for a little bit, and I'm going to hand the ribbon to Thosin. You know how to scry, right? If this is uh, hers... We do... I mean, I could, I could attempt it. Like, it's an item that belongs to somebody. And I have it prepared. At least this way, we try to scry on her. We can see where she is, and she happens to be at that library. Yeah, kill two birds with one fire. Uh, one stone. Same difference. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, I could, I could attempt it, see if I can figure out her whereabouts, her location, but should I wait until I get at least to the library, or? I mean, I... is there a distance on us? There's not a distance, it's concentration for up to 10 minutes, so if you guys want to stick around for 10 minutes, or if we want to walk and... DM, hmm. with scrying, like, would I know if I am still cognitive of my own like bodily functions like walking talking moving or is it something that completely is out of body um let's see um certain spells it's completely out of body you can see in here a particular creature you choose that is on the same plane as of existence as you I must make a wisdom saving throw um isn't affected. Okay. I think... Because it says you can see and hear. I think you are blind and deaf at that moment. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, like I, I just won't be able to see or hear. So either one of you is going to have to guide me, or somebody's, or we're going to have to do it somewhere where. Oh, I, I can absolutely will. I absolutely will. I have no doubt. And I kiss her in the forehead. And you're, you know, you're still in trouble, though. Yes. I love you. I will take the scarf, ribbon, ribbon, and I will. Cast cry. Okay. Yeah. Um, it takes 10 minutes for you to cast it. Um, let's see. I didn't read that, but yeah. Yeah. I still do it. But yeah, it takes 10 minutes for you to cast it. You have secondhand knowledge of the target. Uh, so that makes the save modifier... So for them, they'll have a plus five because I know them secondhand. Correct, but uh, minus four because you have possession of a garment. 
Okay, so they have a plus one then. They have a yeah. They they'll get a plus one. Um, so, not a problem. Um, first off, like somebody to roll me a percentile to see where she is, because there's a number of places she could be. At this exact moment. Got it. I got it. Okay. 49. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, you you do the... Um, you cast the spell. She is going to make her... Saving throw. As I cast a spell, like visually, yep. you're gonna see Thosin's eyes kind of like almost start looking like charcoal, like heated Hunger Games dress style, like flamey and charcoaly, as okay. he is officially blinded. Okay, and it's a wisdom saving throw. Okay, she has a plus six. Uh, eight plus six for a fourteen. That's the DC. Oof. Okay. Um. So I'm not wise, y'all. For a cleric, I'm not very wise. I'm realizing I didn't know. He's really yeah, no. not. I'm really not. Like I have more charisma than I have wisdom. Okay. Just really wanted to play a cleric. Got it. Uh, <laughs> well, we needed a cleric. I didn't say we needed a healer. I said we needed a cleric. It's a difference. Um, so, yeah, the target is not affected. You can't use this spell for 24 hours. Uh, I'm like, shit. Um, I'll hand the ribbon back to Talroth. Um, she's a lot wiser than I realized. Uh, she kind of pushed against it. Uh She's about so, as wise as you are. She's just proficient in wisdom saving throws. Yeah, she's she's pretty proficient. I suppose we could try to have Benedict sniff her out. It's, I mean, it's not no harm in trying. Give it a shot, I guess. Let's say, give him the ribbon, Tara. All right, I'll just kind of hold it up. Just hold it up in front of Benedict. Okay. Don't eat it, Benedict. Okay. Um, uh, he does have advantage on perception checks that rely on smell. I don't great. know if that. Yep, that's that's what we're. That's what you want. That's what we're talking <laughs> about. All right. So an eight and a two. So a nine total with his wisdom. Uh, all right. We'll take his passive perception at at the at the minimum. Um. He he sort of and he takes off kind of in a direction. Um she's going to as we follow um pick something else off of Tauroth and cast greater restoration so that he's not exhausted anymore. Okay. Sure. Tauroth, you feel better. Does he notice where it came from? 
I don't think she was trying to be terribly subtle. She can make a performance check or a sleight of hand check if she wants to, or a deception check. I mean, at this point, it's just, it's, she's continuing doing what she's been doing all day, which is just, I don't know why he has, like, wood chips all over him, apparently, but. Okay. Benedict leads you guys out <clears throat> throughout the campus, and a, he he's he's wobbling around. Um, he, the, at the beginning, you, you're like he has no idea where he's going. He's he is absolutely lost. Um, he does he does come back. He'll he'll sniff the he'll sniff the ribbon again. Gives it another try. He feels you see he seems more confident this time. He he is going in a, a like in a direction. Um, he he gets a little lost. Starts to get towards the edge of campus. Um, and then he comes back. He sniffs it one more time, and then he like stands on his hind legs and he's like, "All right, I know what I'm doing now." And then he takes off um, going. Um, after about- let him do this very often. It takes him a little while to well, you know, ramp up into it. That's- doesn't he gain um, your proficiency bonus on, like, everything? Uh, let's see. Train to fight alongside me. Um, uh, oh, yeah. my He gets my proficiency bonus to his AC attack rolls, damage rolls, as well as to any saving throws and skills it is proficient in. So I don't know if it's actually... It's proficient, though. Uh, I'm gonna. He's got advantage on perception. I'm. I'll call that proficient for for okay. for. It's tough not to be when you have a super snout smeller right there, right? You know what I mean. I know he's yeah. not technically proficient in it. I'll give him one proficiency. It can be perception. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so it takes him less time than I initially said. Probably closer to twenty minutes instead of the forty. I I was gonna have it have it take because uh, he, he rolled an eight the next one was a 13 plus all your things would have been enough for a success the last one was a natural 20 with advantage and he was like yeah i know now i know what i'm doing he doesn't have to get there he leads you guys uh essentially to the fraternity row um and and to the house of uh new spell Tal. and um and though it be a weekday there is a party going on. All right. So I my party clothes, my party badger, so. Party badger! Yeah! Dude, he's got a badger! Um, Saride's gonna, like change her dress wrapping a little bit so that she has cleavage now. Okay. Um, and try to try to sparkle a little bit more. Okay. She she activates the sparkle. Understood. Thousand takes a peek. Sure. Um, I would like you guys to make perception checks. Is passive the floor? Can't go lower than that? Or Yes, at this point, passive is the floor. Yep. 
Okay. Certain checks, I, I, I'll let you know if they're not, but yes. Uh, Chris? 19. Okay. 24. Okay. 20. Okay. 14. Um, Grizz and Tauroth. You guys uh, looking into into the party, um, into all the people that are that are here, that are around. Um, <clears throat> there's, it's early in the party. It's no people aren't like, other than the one dude that that is just sort of always hammered. There, there. It is. Um, it still has decorum. It still has. It's. It's got its social graces still, right? Um, most of the students are there. There's uh, upperclassmen, lower classmen. Uh, looks like it's. A lot of them are. They're doing the. Um, we're at the point in the party where the faux philosophical uh, musings of of college kids is coherent at the moment. Uh, if that puts any sort of perspective on it. You do see a couple of girls with, with red hair. Um, none of them sort of the carrot orange that you saw in the vision, um, but red enough that that you think you should probably check them out. Um, Saride, you see somebody heading into the party and as you're adjusting your your dress for 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 maximum cleave um the it looks like a grad student his eyes flick in in your direction and you think he's just kind of being a little a little pervy at first but you notice he's he he doesn't check out your rack he looks he's looking and he catches your eyes. And there's something in the look of his eyes that is severe. All right, gentlemen, I have a date. And she's going to follow him. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he starts making his way into the party. Um, they seem to know him. They don't much had an eye um and as you start to make your way up there uh many of the of the young men are um happy to introduce themselves to you um uh, <laughs> um are you an aladrin because i'll be your lad in hmm Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I only speak Orcish. I need to go inside. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. She's just been like full Orcish. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it is. It is a lot of that. Um, I will spare the rest, the rest of, of whatever humiliation I can devise in the moment. Um, is, is that a line that the rest of us may have heard? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the drunk guy. This is there. There's there's the one like hammer dude. That's that's him. Um, yeah. We give a nice simple command to Benedict, which is just go sit on that fuck. 
yeah, he's gonna he's gonna grapple and sit on. Yeah, he is. Nicely done, Benedict. Okay. Yeah, and everybody loves it. They think it. This is the hilar- This is the the best thing that's happened in this house in at least days. <laughs> the more you feed him, the less likely he is to get up and move off this asshole. Hey, yeah. Um, all right. What, what else are you guys up to? Oh, that's Grizz, Tauroth, uh, Dozen. Dozen is trying not to be jealous of these people. Okay. As it was, I was shooting daggers with my eyes at that guy, and then I just smirk whenever the badger sits on his ass. <laughs> sure. I was I very start, understanding of you and the elephant. <laughs> I know, but I'm still going to feed the badger to not to move. True standing of you and the elephant. Uh, perfect. Cody Stone game. Um, Talroth. I'm going to just walk through and just like, if someone chats me up, just uh, just like polite chat back, but just keep on going through. Sure. But those two redheads you mentioned, yeah. see if I can get not like talk to them, but just get close enough to them to see if they would be the guy's daughter. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Um, make me... It's like either performance or persuasion just to pleasant, pleasantly move yourself about the party without being stopped or harassed or... You're not allowed to be in here. You're not a brother. Oh! Talroth. You're not allowed to be in here. You're not a brother. Well, neither have the other people over there, but you let them in anyway. Yeah, but they bring either the booze, the girls, or the goodness. And you, my friend, have none of those. Well, says you, jackass. I'm the guy who helped bring in the badger. The badger's welcome. You're not. Uh-huh. Right. So, you know what? Screw it. I'm turning this into a distraction. Okay. Sure. What would, how would you like to uh, make this scene worse? <laughs> so, we're in a mage college. Yeah. Spells probably get thrown around a little bit. Okay. Uh-huh. This is just me talking, just thinking out loud right now. Sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. You weren't in an accent. I was just eager to jump in, apparently. Go ahead. So, I want to see if I can maybe just, if I can slide a hand, a cantrip. Okay. Sure. Let's give it a try. What cantrip? Mage hand. Mage hand? Okay. What would you like to mage hand? I want to see if I can knock a drink out of somebody's hand to spill on the guy who's talking to me. Okay, yeah. All right, make the sleight of hand check. That's a 17. 17 against his perception. Uh, He's not super perceptive. Um, So I'm going to give him a roll just because he's looking like right at you. Um. Worse than his passive, and you beat his passive. So yeah, you 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 bump the 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 glass. It sort of upends over his. Sh- He's like, "Hey, what the hell, man? I'm here trying to take care of business. 
and you're messing with my flow. <laughs> yeah, you, you should really do something about that guy. I mean, especially just spilling alcohol like that. That's an abuse right there. That, that is, should be worse than this. It, it, that is. I don't know if it's worse. Yeah. So as that is happening, um, you guys up to anything else? Or are we back to Meg? All right. You guys start to catch the... Um, you guys start to to catch the wind of the scene that Tauroth is is creating. Um, make a this guy's weaving through the crowd. So, um, Meg, I'd like you to make either a perception or a um, survival check to not lose him as he's moving. Nineteen perception. Okay. Yeah. You, you're able to follow him in throughout the crowd, even as people are talking to you, even as you're smiling and laughing and, and putting on airs. Uh, you always have a, a very strong like social awareness of where this guy is. And he does seem to um, begin to head up upstairs. Um, you follow him? Yeah. As, okay. you know, as distanced as it's sure. safe absolutely um yeah you you blend into the crowd uh, oddly well at the moment um so as you are keeping an eye on him you get to the top of the stairs and you see him um moving gone up maybe two flights of stairs you're up on the third floor it's a tall building and he's down by one of uh, one of the doors and the way he's leaning on the door frame and, and very quietly sort of opening the door is suspicious to, to say the least. And it's as you're making your way up the stairs that you, you're just eye level with the floor and there was no other time you could have seen it. Do you realize he's not walking? He's floating. She immediately messages Grizz. <laughs> He's up here. He's up here. He's up here. But fucking doing it, boys. And Grizz just breaks, like sprints up the stairs, like yells that. Oh, I follow. Calls to uh, Benedict. Get off the drunk. And Saride is going to um, cast a magic missile because she's on the top of the stairs. Uh, you, your eye level. You're on the stairs. Your eye level with where his feet would be. He's about twenty feet down the hallway. She's gonna cast magic missile down into the crowd, like into a vase, okay, or a something, so that there's a little bit of a distraction. Sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, there, there's you would be doing it on the second floor, but you can. I would like the gentleman making the run up to make me either acrobatics or athletics checks. Do we have to use a dice roller or can we use dice? (laughs) You can use dice. You can use dice. Uh, No. Uh, Tauroth. Yeah, I picked up my actual dice because the dice roller is not liking me today, but that is a 21 acrobatics. Okay, nicely done. 
thousand? Nineteen athletics. Okay. Yeah. Um Grizz, you're gonna be held up by by about a round. Um, because as uh, as you say that, and Tauroth and Thosin start start to run in, suddenly the party goes from being relatively calm, one drunk, one douchebag, to being like, Whoa, what are the, what the fuck are these these people we don't know? running into the house like whoa hey stop you know and it, it like they're not quite doing magic at you yet because they're kids and they're like whoa hey like you know um so they're just sort of it's difficult to write they're they're making it a pain in the ass yeah. Tauroth, you're running up the sides of walls you're parkour and hardcore the whole the whole way through and Thosin just tucks his shoulder and after he runs over one kid the rest of them are like Nope, not big enough for that. Just gonna take a, just gonna step to the side now. Um, I'm gonna put my shield in front and just shield master shove everyone that gets the fuck in my way. Well, there was you're, only you're the one. My girl. The rest of them have have stopped. Um, so I would like everybody to flip for initiative. Hey, mind flare is on an ace. My first initiative flip, everybody. Congratulations. Oh, yay! Yeah. It was grab, great too. Grabbing the face card right out the gate. Nicely done. So, um, the mind player seeing uh, seeing the, the flash of the magic missile and, and beginning to hear the commotion um, looks briefly still in this human guise and pushes into the door. You can no longer see him seride. Once he is in there, you do hear Oh You hear a scream and then he you you hear a scream and there's there's a flash of magic and he will sort of flinch you see just a bit of his his shadow come to the side and it, the illusion sort of casts off of him uh, as it does and he looks he sees you and he um he changes his mind and instead you hear his tentacles sort of sort of move and yes there be and a f- wall of force raises up over the um, over the stairway. Is that a ability or a spell? That's a spell. Counter spell. Okay. Um, make a. What level are you casting it at? I don't know because I just got this and I've never done it before and I'm very excited but also very scared. Third level is um, the minimum. Um, if you cast it at third, spells of third and lower are automatic. Anything higher, you have to make an ability. Yeah. Um, let me let me do a fourth level. Okay. Uh, so you very quickly snap out the counter spell, but I do still need the ability check. DC of fifteen. So it's a D twenty plus my charisma. Your spellcasting modifier, mm-hmm. not proficiency. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Just just the charisma. Fuck! It's a 13! 
you uh, attempt to counter the spell, and as the magic begins to seep from his hands, his mind and his those very severe eyes just turn larger and wider and inky black, and the the wall appears, uh, or the invisible wall raises up in front of you, and he ducks back into the room. Um, I believe Grizz is next. Uh, you spend your turn dashing. Uh, any commands yep. that you give to Benedict at the time? Uh, just to follow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he go. And he goes. Um, after that, I believe Tauroth is next. Uh, so, would I be able to make it all the way up there with on your time or? with your regular move? So I had you guys already sort of it on the run with your regular movement. You would make it to Saride. And so as you're you're sort of turning, you're on the second floor, you're coming up the stairs, you can see Sarayad at the stop of him. It's not a huge flight of stairs, right? Um, and I think you can see the force wall, or is the force wall invisible? That's something I should have... Done. I think it's invisible. It is. I think so, too. Yeah. So, you start to make your run up there, unless, uh, unless Sarayad yells at you that there's a force wall. She will... Yeah. What do you say, Saride? Taroth, stop! I'll, I'll give you a couple more words if you like. You don't... <laughs> Magic! <laughs> ah! Perfect. Reach out and make a concern bone. A little bit of many words. Yes, right, it is. So, is. so is the wall of force between us and Saride, or blocking the entire hallway off? Um, it is... After Saride, you guys are on the same side, and it uh, basically you could get to the top stair, but you could not step onto the the third floor. That's where it so, is. So no way around it. Not that you see. Would it have just taken my movement to get up there? Yeah, just your movement. And I'll say even half of it if she stops you. Like, you can kind of... You don't see the wall, but she she said something. It's up to you if you want to finish your movement and get to it and, like, touch it. If Saride isn't even moving into the hallway, there's probably a reason. So I'll just stop and, like, what room? I mean, he's not... Is he in the room? He's still in the hall, right? No, he went back. He He was at the door. He poked his head in. Something happened to him. He came back out, cast Wall of Force, and went back in the room. Okay, she'll then she'll point to which door? It's second second door over to the left. And straight on till morning. Yes. Quick question for the DM then. Yeah. Are the floors on like the second floor and stuff made of wood or anything? Seem to be mostly wood. I'm gonna jump back down to the second floor, kind of okay. just tapping those and be like, second floor, follow me. Okay. And try to go to whatever room would be directly underneath that one. Sure, make a survival check. It's going to take your dash action to get there. Yeah, I figured action, dash, everything. Yeah. But survival would be a 18. Okay. You you feel very confident in the room that you pick. And you, you go bursting in there. Um, people are freaking out now. Couple in there making out. This is a terrible party. Party went awful. <gasps> Fireball! You gotta run! Fire! Go! Now! <laughs> okay. Thosen. Me. It's a ride. 
uh, uh, dispel at fifth level. It fails. You're. That's rude. I'm not going to say that. I love you. Okay. I love um, you too. It's uh, as you attempt to do it, you realize this can this spell specifically cannot be dispelled. Fuck. Um. Okay. Can I make a check to know? If Grizz would rather be back? Oh no, because I know he has knives. Yes, he likes to be quasi-close. Then she's going to um, scream out, Grizz, come up here! F- meet me up here! I'm fucking trying! <laughs> shoving bros out of the way. <laughs> Whoa, hey, easy there, man. Hey, party and badger. Right, right. Oh, I already did my thing. Okay, cool. Uh, bonus action? Um, is everyone within 60 feet? Technically. Even Grizz? Yes, Grizz, yeah. Then um, Mantle of Inspiration. Um, or Mantle of whatever the, you know. Yeah, Inspiration. Yeah. Um, uh, Good thing I play this every week, or else I wouldn't know what I was doing. Eleven temporary hit points for everybody, and if you want, you can use your reaction immediately to move to your speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Grizz, would you like to move? Yeah, absolutely. Make okay. She just yelled at me. Yeah, Grizz, with the movement, get those temporary hit points as well. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, if we have a full party, he may not because she has a limit on the number of creatures. It's five. Yeah, and I get some too. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, but if there is a full party, Grizz may be left out of that. Oh no, I never get them. Okay. You always give them out. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a good healer, you cocks. Um, you are. So uh, Grizz, okay. you, and, you and Benedict are going to be able to use your reactions to make it up uh, up to Saride. You're passing by Thosin. Thosin's, uh, I'm assuming, using his reaction, running after Tauroth. Tauroth, you are in the area. You can save yours if you want. I don't know that it's necessarily going to help you at this moment. I'll just do a little zoomy in that in the spot. In the Absolutely. Yeah, take a zoomy lap. Like it. I think, okay. that, I think that's it for Saride. <laughs> Is it me? Yes, those. Oh, okay. Uh, knowing what Talroth is saying, uh, I'm assuming that we're underneath the room that we're assuming that he's in. So I am going to try something I never have. I'm going to take the mace and put it, grab it by both ends, and point it towards the roof. And I'm going to cast Burning Hands on the roof, which will be the floor of. Okay. Which will be on the floor. Um, sure, that sounds good. We'll roll some. Uh, so, the, so the burning hands cast out this gout of fire. It does um, creep across the ceiling, uh, sort of like a like a backdraft. Hopefully, it doesn't will be there. He is. Go ahead and roll your fire damage. 
Why is it always in my turn? It never fails. This thing always decides to shut off in my turn. Yes, it is very. It it, it specifically does not like you taking turns. Sorry, first time. You're good. It's three d six. So that will be twelve fire damage. Twelve fire damage. Okay, and. Uh, I always lose this. It's such an important chart, but it's also such like a stupidly small one. And it's like, all right, here's material uh, hit points and their armor class. And that that was with uh, spending a charge on my Mace Phoenix. Okay. Sounds good. So the floor slash roof does light on fire and begins to, to burn. Um... I will let you know how well that works in just a moment. Uh, new round. All right. I see the ace. Uh, after Meg, I'm going to need you guys to call it out. Mine is a five. So I think it's ace, Tauroth, Grizz, Thosin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, ten. Pretty sure it's still Grizz. Than those. Yeah, I think his deck yeah. is higher than mine. Okay, uh, so Ryan. Okay, so first she is going to um, tap Grizz and because she's in spring, say tag you're it. He's going to teleport to the other side of the force wall. And, and he does. <laughs> and then she's going to um, put a hand on uh, Benedict Um and cast Dimension Door for the both of them and get them on the other side of the... What's Mahuja? Nicely done. And then she's going to run to the door! Okay. Um, yeah, as you come running to uh, to the door, you can see the... Um, you see the Mind Flare. Uh, is there it's not the one that um it's not the one with a high collar it's, it's one of the other ones um and it it does uh it it looks over at you um and between you and it there is um or on the other side of it there is a girl that looks very much like the one that you saw uh more mature uh older and clearly in the midst of, of some sort of grieving, angst-driven um, phase. Her, her red hair is, um, I won't say dreadlocked, but it's definitely like twisted in the front, super tight. Um, she's got a, a number of Does like, she have a studs. blue streak? Yes, sure. Yeah, she has, she has, a, she has a blue streak. Um, the... The makeup is very severe. The bro that she is, uh, she seems to have been out uh, or in bed. They've tumbled out at this point. He is um, trying to protect her, but is clearly freaking out. Um, But the one thing you do notice is that there is a mechanical uh, bird that is harrying the... um, the mind flare. 
She'll look at the dude bro and just say, run. Uh, it's not worth it. Okay. I believe that is it for us to ride. Uh, Tauroth? All right. Does the roof look pretty damaged? The roof is damaged. Um, right. I have to find... How many hit points? I burned the fraternity down. Uh, it's a magic fraternity. The sprinkler system's about to kick in, but I'm trying to give you guys a chance to get through it. Um, okay, come. Why is wood mentioned so many times in this stupid book? There it is. If I ever need hit points for something, it's on 246. Oh, it's four pages off. Uh, armor class of 15. And... How many points of damage did you deal, Thosin? Twelve. Twelve. It is damaged, but uh, more than half. Like, two-thirds. Got it. All right, and Thosin's after me. Mm-hmm. You can hold your action. Yeah, but I'm also going to need my action or movement to get up there, too. Unless I can just delay my whole turn till after you. It's just your action. Okay, well, I was going to save this for a different day, but... All right, bon- uh, bonus... Uh, uh, yeah, it's my action to pull stuff out of my pack. Okay. Out of the bag of holding, yeah. You get one free item interact. If it's on your pack, I'll give it to you. Yeah, because this is one that I have on me, not the bag of holding. Okay. That's a little easier. Yeah. So if I could just draw my sword and pull out the potion of growth I've been hanging on to. Okay. Sure. I'm going to slug that back. Okay. And I'm going to tell Thosin, break it. I'm going up. Okay. Um, Yeah, you you grow to be a large creature, uh, probably eight-ish feet high. You are inches from, from the ceiling. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of crouch down and just kind of almost like that Spider-Man pose and just get ready to just stand up and just start swinging whatever I see in there. Okay. Sounds good. Um, after Tauroth. Either baddies or Grim. Uh, I don't know what the baddies got. Five. Grizz. Okay. Um, Grizz teleporting through, shaking off it. Um, this round, Benedict's just going to take the dodge action because that's okay. free. It doesn't cost Yeah. Um, and I can see the mind flare now. You, yeah, you you got to move like five feet, but she teleported yeah. you most of the way. Yeah. Yeah. Take a step. Um, and you said it's like illusion got dispelled right like it's yes clearly it's, a, it's illusion yeah. was dispelled it is clearly a mind flare you actually think it was the 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 mechanical bird seeing sort of some of the gems oh, yeah. that are on it yeah like she's got this guard bird probably gave it to her by her dad that's grizz looks at it and goes, oh you better fucking run bonus actions is going to cast hunter's mark on it at second level okay 
Uh, and then for his action, he's going to use his bracer of flying daggers to make two thrown dagger attacks. Okay. Just whipping those out. Yeah. Uh, which is a 22 to hit with the first attack. That does hit. That deals 10 points of piercing damage, plus I think Hunter's Mark is another D6. Six. Yes. So 15 points of piercing damage total. Okay. I'm going to switch to physical dice for this. Uh, second attack I'll say is a 25 to hit. That'll hit as well. That, that's not deep. I wrote the wrong things. Uh, is uh, five, another nine points of piercing damage. Okay, another nine points of piercing damage. Uh, does seem to maintain concentration on the f- wall of force. Um, anything else, Grizz? Uh, nope, that's my action bonus action. I don't want to move closer to it because that seems terrible. Cool. Uh, yeah, that's everything. Okay. Um, Thosin, what was your card? Uh, I was a 10. I was right after Grizz. Go for it. Uh, I'm going to set my shield under... No, I'm not even going to set it down. I'm going to take Phoenix and I'm going to start winding up and I'm going to slam up into the roof Okay. Uh, with the mace. Alright, make an attack roll. And that's a natural 20. Nice. So, oh, so it's is it double the dice, and then because of Savage Attacker, an additional damage dice. Uh, you double, yeah, double, yeah, yep, yep. Ugh, that's not great. Do I just roll twice or double the number on it? Uh, roll t- just you double the number of dice. That's that's what we've got right now, and then add your extra dice and your modifier. So that's six, uh, that's 11 bludgeoning. Oh, no, lie. That's 16 bludgeoning and nine fire because of divine strike. Okay. Yeah. So, so more than enough. Yeah. The, the, you burst a hole in the bottom of these floorboards. It is, um, a decent size. Uh, for those of you up top, you just watch as the bed, uh, just, like halfway tilts and and begins falling down into this hole um like the legs are are kind of still hanging on the rest of it is has fallen down into into the hole so like the headboard's still there and it's like this weird ramp because the floor's given out um Tauroth, you had a, a sorry does she fall off she's at the edge because they were they had gotten off the bed Okay. You held your action. Oh, yeah. Can I... Is there a way for me to just leap up there? Uh, yeah. Go for it. All right. What am I rolling? Uh, you're, you're, you're big. You get there. Up you go. Wow. Cool. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Thosin, anything else? That was so for my, my movement, I'm going to attempt to... Jump slash climb the bed. Yeah, be able to do that. You can try to climb the bed. Yeah, you make an athletics check. It's it's soft and squishy and difficult terrain, but yeah, sure. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah, you make it up. All right, and then bonus action. I'm just gonna hold my shield in front of me. Just prepare for 
I'd, I've never fought a mind flare, so I'm just going to prepare for anything. Sure, you get your shield up in front of you. You're actually right next to Tara and her bow. Um, who who's like ah, he's try he's trying to leave, but all of the options for leaving have suddenly become filled with people or have lost beds. Like there's a lot going on here, so he's kind of panicking. Um, he. It is, uh, it is the, it is the Mind Flayer's turn first. They're going to go at the end. Um, so, it's got Giant, Tauroth, you, Saride, Grizz. Uh, there's a, he's got a lot happening as well. Um, <sighs> he is going to, Mm-mm. can't do that. He is going to cast. Let's see, just mine's uh, ninety foot, ten foot radius. Not enough. Not enough. Fortunate. <sighs> this is not the sort of place I was hoping to. Hey, I. I suppose I as well be Jesus. You there, big men. I'd like you to make wisdom saving throws. Okay, how many? Uh, one each for the T's, the Tauroth and the Thosin. And for the girl and the bow. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. 24. Okay. Yeah, 24 succeeds. It's a DC of 16. Rolled a natural 16 on the bow. Good thing he doesn't have any bonuses. And we established she has a plus 5. So, they save. Um, Tauroth looks like you are the only person. You are under the effects of the confusion spell. Um... Affected target can't take reactions. Must roll a d10 at the start of their turn to determine what behavior they take that turn. Ah, oh, so it's a Saturday night. Cool. There you go. <laughs> He's large and confused. <laughs> and in charge. The Wall of Force, uh, Grizz and Saride, you will notice the Wall of Force has dropped um, as he switched concentrations. Um, so after casting Wall of Force, uh, casting confusion, um, the mind flare is going to start to run uh, towards the window, and I'm not within melee, am I? If he's going to run past you, Tau- uh, Thosin. Yeah, you can make an attack of opportunity. Natural 16 plus something. That'll hit. Plus 8, so 22. Easily, yep. Maybe 3 plus 5, so that's 8 bludgeoning and 4... F- or sorry, lie. 9 bludgeoning and 3 fire. Total of 12, got it. Um. Okay. The window shatters and the mind flayer goes leaping through it. 
um, Thosin, as you hit him, you look out and he um, he's falling and the magic of, of Featherfall sort of these little bits of, of feathers begin to fall off of him and he's, as he slowly starts to descend to the ground. Um, new round. Nope, can't have that. Can't have that. Bad guys are on a 10. Who's above a 10? Grizz is a queen. So is Uh Yas, queen, let's go! Yas, queen. <laughs> uh, I think Grizz wins on dex, so let's give it to him first. Uh, Grizz is going to yell to Benedict to protect the girl. Uh, so Benedict's going to rush forward and sit in front of her, take the dodge action. Grizz is going to run to the window. Uh, yeah. And he's going to jump out. Okay. Reaction, cast Featherfall. Okay. Sounds good. You safely descend uh, to the floor. It is 30 feet, so well within the distance of Featherfall. You you get there, no problem. That is uh, your movement, then, though. Yeah, movement, and then again, uh, I... I I'm within, am I within 20 feet of the yes. mind flare? Because it jumped. Yeah, yeah it did. It does, it's not super fast. Like, yeah, you're right there. Yep, that's going to be two more flying bracer attacks. Okay. Uh, 23 to hit. Absolutely. And that is six. 12 points of piercing damage. Oh. Uh, second is a dirty 20 to hit. Yep. Uh, four... Plus six, eleven, fourteen points of piercing damage. <clears throat> you just hear in your mind, oh, filthy rock dweller, leave me be. You're not even the one I'm after. All right, after Grizz. Saraid. Saraid. Yeah, it is. Grizz, as, as you're looking at it, the cuts of the glass your daggers that have pierced into it and been pulled from it. Its shoulder looks like it's out of joint from where Thosin caught it. Um, yeah, he doesn't look like the hardiest thing ever. It's a ride. Okay. Um, she's going to run and jump out of the window. Okay. Grizzy's reaction to catch her. He can try. Yeah. Make a um, make a dexterity saving throw. She's um, so much bigger than you are. You are no longer confused, Tauroth. Yeah, I was wondering if confusion was concentration. Thank you. It is. Yes. Dexterity saving throw is a nineteen. Yeah, yeah. You you catch her. Um, you're gonna split the fall damage as you Andre the giant her. Sorry. You're a dwarf. I find that funny. <laughs> um, so you're both going to take five points of bludgeoning damage just from... <sighs> Nobody's knocked over. You're not prone. Good. Could have been worse. Yeah, so much worse. She's going to... Uh... How, and you, he's not looking good. He's well past bloodied. Or he's, is he bloodied? No, he's past bloodied. He's he's looking awful. Uh, can Chris take the opportunity as he catches her to say something? Absolutely. 
let it lead us home. Okay. She'll... She'll, um, uh, pretend like she's, uh, feign a, a, an ankle injury. Okay. Ah! Ah! Okay. Ah! Um, after, make a performance check. Um, after Saride, who's up next? Uh, 21. I, I think it's you. Uh, I'm on a 10. 10. Yes. Then yes, it's right. you. Okay. Um, okay. Um, yeah, it looks like it, it believes you. It does start... It, it's running away. Grizz is preoccupied with, uh, with this. It... Roll... Uh, one of you roll me a percentile. Because... What I want to know oh. is um, how how much the frat house has seen, and and because there's some some of it's on fire. They're seeing a mind flare. Things are happening. Um, they're likely to be pissed and protect their area, um, and that could impact how he responds. Uh, uh, Fifty one. Okay, so so the part of the party that's come out here is like oh. The fuck is that? Are you the thing you 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 have tentacles and you've ruined our party? They seem lay pissed at it, right? Um I will let you guys know. It has two options to try to escape you. Option 1 is cast invisibility and and run. If it thinks it can get home and not die right now. Option two is cast plane shift on itself to the astral plane, I believe. Um, yes. Now that I, since we, since the fret people are here, Mm -hmm. um, can she try, um, calling out to them for help to try to get them to focus on her and not attack him? Um, Sure. Yeah. What would that be? A persuasion check. I've rolled my ankle. 29. Okay. Yeah, de- definitely some of them. The, you know, you split, you about split the group for sure. Um, you know, they're, they're all caring that you are hurt. They're coming to help you. Um, I'm going to say 66 and below it will cast invisibility. Um, 67 and higher, it is going to cast plane shift. It'll be gone for at least 24 hours because it can only cast plane shift once a day. You guys have learned enough about mind players to know that. Okay. Um, who would like to roll it or would you like me to? I say you roll it. Okay. Sounds good. So we're going with these. Uh, I'll get ones that are actually a little more. Some good-looking Norse Foundry dice you got there, Cody. I am gonna get my good-looking Norse Foundry dice. My my uh, my metal 
uh, dead man's gold and or copper. We're, we're not sure what. And those you know, are. if you at home yeah, would is. like would like a set of your own, head over to NorseFoundry.com. Use the promo code REPRPG for fifteen percent off your order. What? Okay. Um, take the picture for you guys and go from there. So, um, you watch as the, the severe eyes have now widened into, um, a visage of fear, a type of fear that you are certain this creature has caused in so many other things. And in this exact moment is stricken with it and the magic begins to rise up around it and his body begins to shift from this reality you can still attempt to counterspell I don't think I have any left it's third level oh fuck yeah counterspell okay make the check DC 17 And with a flash, the Mind Flayer disappears from the mortal plane. We are... Sarai just punches the ground. Are you okay? It's alright. Monster's gone now. She's just holding her hand and crying (laughs) out of frustration. Talroth leaps out the window. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's gone. I couldn't get it. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Ah! I jump behind Talroth. I should have just let you let you kill it. Let's. No, hold on. It's not entirely a total loss. Um, I look at my maze. Is there any parts of burnt flesh or parts of this creature from when I hit it when he ran by on my opportunity attack? Sure. I'll say you at least got some clothing. How's that? Perfect. Hey, Talroth, can I borrow that vial or have that vial that you drank that potion off of? Yeah, I'll lean down and give it to Thosin since I'm still like 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now seeing this empty vial, I'm going to put whatever I can scrape off of my maze, like that fabric, and mm-hmm. put it in there. Yeah. And put a little tag. Yeah. Being like, mind flare, like, suit, or whatever the hell it may be. Um, yeah. But uh, we at least have a way to track it. I know right now it's not currently in, I'm assuming not this plane of existence, but we can scry. Yeah, I think. I can't do it right now, but you know. Is Sora okay? Oh shit. Sora! Uh, um. There's no response. Benedict cast uh, Speak with Animals at second level. Or <laughs> up, okay. so upcast. Yeah. And he goes, Benedict! Is everyone all right up there? Yes, Chris. They seem mostly unharmed, although quite angry with each other. They seem fine. 
They're fighting with each other now. That's uh, Oh no! The fight has stopped. Oh. Bendix, is anybody food up there? No, no one is food. Let's say. I think we should move back up there. Now. Oh, alright, alright. You, you, uh, make a perception check, Grizz. Uh, 24. Okay. Um, you, you just hear, uh, Benedict going, I was told to protect you. Stop moving. Come back here. Where are you going? Why are you leaving? No. I'm going to just jump back to the window. Okay, yeah, you, you, you start to climb up through the window. You can see Grizz has, um, the, the bow is knocked out on the ground. The little hawk thing, gone. Uh, and you just catch the, the bit of Grizz's, like, butt um, running down Benedict, the hall. Benedict's Benedict, butt. Benedict, Benedict's butt running down the, the, the hall. Yeah, I'll just just out to the hall and okay. just try to catch up. Just want to sure. call out the girl's name, like, "Hey, wait up, wait up, wait up." Um, you guys encircle her uh, from the bottom and from the top. You sort of, yeah, you you wrapped her, wrapped her. What do you people want with me? Well, first off, um. Let's start with a thank you for saving you from Squidface that just kind of dipped out. All right. Thank you. Now, what do you want from me? I would like to know why you've been selling lads to Mind Flayers. Because that's what I think is going on here. I think you have something to do with the lads that are getting brain-napped by these bastards. She looks confused and shocked. Um, make an insight check. I will pick a piece of lint off of him and give him inspiration. All right. I don't need it. I got a natural 20 for a 25. Okay. She begins to protest quite firmly that, that that's that's not what's happening. And um, she doesn't know anything about mind flayers. Riz, um, all of you, roll me a perception check. Nineteen. Not one for an eleven. Sure. Twenty-seven. Okay. Not twenty for a twenty-two. Gentlemen, you... The brief time that you were in her room... You remember seeing... These arcane pictures... Of her and her best friend... Who looks an odd amount like her. There's differences. But the red hair is the same. And actually, 
get the feeling it probably looked a lot like her mother. Best friend. And you know with the insight check she is telling the truth. But of the two redheads that stay here suspect you know where the other one is. Clarifying for me. Please, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so the pictures of her and her best friend, that's the best friend looks like her, is looks like her mother? She Well, she looks like her mother, too. They look related. You know oh. she's not. So... Half-sister. Uh, well, it's or, a mind flare, and... Okay. Um, just make me flat intelligence or wisdom <laughs> checks. This is for us, not our characters. I know, We're that's stupid. fine. You're No, 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 it's it's obscure. It is obscure. This is all a little obscure. I like I like what you did and I was like, that's a really good twist. She's actually not. Okay, like I would have I kind of just wanted to go with it, but um I had always established that there were there were two redheads, right? Um yeah. one of them that's the hunter, the other one that they wanted to to utilize for something, right? Um the misconception being that they wanted to to <laughs> that they wanted to kidnap her, right? They didn't need to kidnap her. They just needed to get close to her to keep tabs on her. If they needed to use her for something to encourage her dad to finish the project, but the severe eyes of Savendis um, is what Sarai picked up on when she saw the guy entering the. Um, the party. So it was his assistant. Um, and if you, uh, I rolled you guys, uh, he didn't need to get wisdom checks from you. Wisdom saves because just being able to detect your surface thoughts with detect thoughts was enough to tell him who you were or where you'd been, where you'd been from. Right, the visions that you had just seen, the mind flayers would know what, um, what the mother looked like, and what better friend for a grieving girl than someone that reminds her of her mother. We are gonna fist these things into oblivion. Holy fuck! That's disgusting. Um, so there are, there is, you, you have identified, uh, some other forms of these two, of these two mind flayers. Uh, there's one you have not run into at all. Um, th- is, does it make sense? I hope it makes sense. I thought there was another person all of a sudden that we were like worried about. <laughs> no, no, no. You you had been told no. about a you had been told about a redhead hunter. Definitely was a mind flayer. We we knew that the other the other redhead you guys have been talked about was the daughter, right? So feeding yeah. him to the mind flayers was a, a great call, or a mind flayer impersonating her, right? But it is it is along those lines of impersonating her. But you know you had seen two. 
come into the party. And it and actually you remember you had seen two come into the party. The other redhead should be here. But in the midst of the chaos as you're looking around, she has departed. Bullshit. Bullshit. Oh my god, we're gonna kill them so hard. Oh cool. Yeah. So um that's gonna be our game for tonight. I, I hope it was enjoyable. Yeah, tell Roth, what do you got? Yeah, I just got one last thing as we're still leaving, cause I rolled the D4 earlier and the potion's good for three hours. Nice. That one guy who was giving me attitude earlier, just gonna make sure I walk by him. See ya tiny. <laughs> he and he feels diminutive. He feels small in this moment. Do do we want to take her home with us? I think we take her home with us. I think she should come with us. And um Thosin, if you could message her dad and let him know that she's safe, but well, not where she is. Look, I gotta go take that ribbon back to her dad anyway, so I could just take her over there, and that all that whole lead line room, that's gonna block out a lot of detection stuff. Except that a mind flayer got in there once. They could do it again. Well, he had to be let in, so... They're not vampires. That's and if- and they're they're watching him specifically. They're doing this to keep tabs on him. I will help uh, because we are at the towards the end of the night. Um, you cast sending, and it doesn't work. And and you realize it may be the room. You go running to the room. He's not there. It looks like. Neither are any of the crystals or the tools for the experiment. Remember, you guys were lost on the campus for about 20 minutes. So enough time for the Mind Flayers, for Savendis to knock out the professor. The third party member took him. Looks like Savendis was going to the party to collect the girl and the best friend. She is definitely staying with us, then. She has nowhere to go tonight. And so, uh, Sarah, Zemindus, Zemindus, your care for this spring. And that is where we are going to leave it for tonight. We are going to pick up next week we, where we will hopefully be destroying the last of, of this enclave of Mind Flayers. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I, I'm glad you guys in the chat have enjoyed it. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, we're going to say goodnight. And tomorrow night, we're going to be back with some, dis- uh, not disasters in danger. We're going to be back with some Borderlands. We're going to do all sorts of fun things. And I don't know. Um, check it out in the chat, in the in the Discord. Let me know what sort of shows you would like to see this weekend. If you'd like to see like a talk back or a one shot or anything along those lines, I am thinking about it. So I'll see you guys later. But until then, be cool.